Apple from the garden? Yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh, God, sorry, I... I I'm I, joking. I oh. Hello, club members. I'm Ariana. And I'm Kate. (laughs) Hope that's in y'all's head because it's in my head. I hope that came out. I hope it sounded a lot better than it did on my head. The thing is, we need to be in a tunnel. It's not our fault. We need to be in a tunnel to do the the proper. (laughs) We also need some sort of ability to hit certain notes. Yeah, we don't have that yet. Step one, get a voice worth singing about. <laughs> Take some Step singing two, lessons. Figure out what notes we're supposed to be humming right now. <laughs> Step three, hope that our club members are familiar with at least the trailer of men so they don't think that something's wrong. Well, there is something wrong with us, but there's yeah, there's a lot wrong. We're we're referencing a scene from this movie that has won a very important poll. Ariana, why don't you tell them about the poll since it's your poll? <laughs> So me and Kate are running out of ideas to make polls about. <laughs> so we had a K poll and this was the Ariana poll. Yes. And men won, which I've been waiting to do men for a full year. Literally, literally for a full year since it came out yes. in May of last year. <laughs> literally, I texted Kate. I'm like, have you seen this? Can we do it? And I said, it's not up to me. Yeah. And it oh my God. kind of was up to me at the end of it and up to you because this this was in, I think, 13 different movies. We asked the club on Instagram, like, hey, send us movies that you think Ariana would like. So I've been bracing myself for about a week emotionally, um, because if you're not familiar, Ariana likes uh, trauma and to be traumatized. And I like <laughs> killer clowns. So th- as soon as the um, poll went up, I ga- I just gathered all of y'all's suggestions and threw them at Ariana and Ariana picked 13 of them. And as soon as that poll went up, I started sweating. No, but I honestly picked the more chill movies of what Fucking people recommend. The hell you did, Ariana. I see Nymphomaniac on here, there were by the tons. way. Also, that got zero votes, which Thank I think God. is Thank hilarious. You guys. Thank you, guys. Um, no, but I saw some of these others that like people had recommended and I was like, oh, damn. Like I wanted to watch every single one of these movies. Like you guys know me so well. I'm <laughs> I was obsessed. Like everything's like some kind of psychological trauma horror thriller. Oof. I loved it. It was amazing. And I wish I could have put them all on the poll, but I ended up picking like the 13 that I thought Kate would either really like or really hate. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, don't say really like I can pick three on here that I have any interest in watching. Kate texted me. She was like, I saw the poll. I'm nervous. <laughs> I am so scared. And then y'all kept adding to the anxiety because it tied. It tied between men and Skinamarink, which means that our VPs, um, our vice presidents on Patreon, get to break the tie. And then you guys didn't break the tie. So it got 50 yeah, 50 again. That keeps, I feel like the only other time, at least in the last year, where we had a VP that tried to break the tie, like it happened again. Like we yes, keep it tying it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's like, you, I'm sorry, you guys. And so that means that Ariana got to pick between this and Skinamarink, and she does not want to talk about Skinamarink. Um, I do. You I do. wanted to do both of them. Yeah. Oh. I wanted to talk about Skinamarink, but I've also been gunning for this movie for a full year. Yeah. So I was like, this is my opportunity to do men. I'm excited. I'm excited that it won for you just so we can finally get through this and never talk about it again. Kate is angry. She watched <laughs> the movie immediately before... <laughs> This recording with me, as did I, and her energy is so, she's so angry right now. I am not feeling very great right now. I will say, and I've seen this movie before. Like I saw this in theaters. (laughs) And so I was like, no, I got this. Like, I'll just like, cause I was texting you earlier today and I was in a good mood. I was like working on my house, doing DIY stuff, immediate, like emotional drop, like I am not feeling happy right now. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. (laughs) This was so upsetting. It's so goofy. You cried? I cried at the end of this movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Don't roll your eyes. okay? (laughs) just because you don't have emotions. You doesn't mean other people before. Yes. I thought I thought you found it funny. Like, I feel like we texted each other after we both first saw it. And I thought you liked it and you thought it was funny. I'm not saying how I felt about it. I did have feelings okay. about it then, and I have different feelings now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I'll go ahead and say I have a little note um, that I wrote at the end when I was feeling all the emotions at once, <laughs> uh, and where I said, like, I am just so grateful that this one got on the pole for Ariana. Um, but two, <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad it, one, I'm glad Ariana picked it because, like, I don't know that I would have revisited this movie on my own because seriously Kate, i thought you loved this movie i thought this was one of the movies that you loved i do love this movie i'm just gonna say it okay 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 i love this movie so Great. ariana can take a deep breath because okay. i love this i was movie. about to be real upset i know no let me just get that out there i love this movie i really enjoyed it the first time i watched it but it's a for me at least it was a very different experience watching it a year ago and like in that initial stage of like processing it and sure. watching it now and it almost felt like a different movie oh wow like it was too like we'll talk about it we'll talk about it but like there's twists there's turns there's meaning there's so much allegory it's coming out of your ears and it's like whenever <laughs> it's first happening you're like it's just overwhelming you know like you can't possibly yeah. process all of it but like going back in and re-watching this very like emotionally dense movie knowing the main storyline so I can kind of focus on other things and pick up right. other stuff. Um, yeah, right. I literally like wept a single tear at the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so spent emotionally. And now I'm just like, if y'all are like, Kate, you're dragging this episode. It's because my emotions are like everywhere. I feel Kate all of was, them. She literally was like, we have to have a full conversation before we start recording. Otherwise, I'm going to be angry. And I was like, <laughs> let's start recording immediately. <laughs> I didn't say I angry. want to hear the raw emotion in your voice. Oh, my God. Do you hear it now? Do you feel it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ariana's grinning. I hope you're happy. You look so happy. I, oh, my God. This movie, I agree with you. It's, it's like definitely a different movie on a second rewatch like the first time I watched it I was like overwhelmed like I could not possibly process everything like I I was keeping up right until like the third act like I was keeping up I was like this movie's great like Mm -hmm. I felt the same way watching this movie as I did watching like Antichrist where I was like keeping up with it you know like the allegories a lot but you're like here for it and then the third act happens and you're just like what the I fucking literally spent three hours like diving deep into this movie today and i still fully don't understand the ending nope 
And I don't think I ever will. I don't think I ever will. I have ideas. I have theories. I have thoughts. I have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> always, always feelings. A lot of feelings. But yeah, the third act of this movie, and I've seen this movie before. Like, I know what's going to happen. I know the major scenes, but I watched it like with my fingers like this, like Stefan style <laughs> over my <laughs> face the whole fucking time. Alone, of course, because Nick. Is... Wait, did you watch this with Nick? Initially? No, Nick had to. Oh. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In theaters, I watched it with Nick. How does he feel about it? I don't know. I think we drove home in silence from this one. It's as well. one of those where he's just kind of compressing it all down. I think he's afraid think about to it too hard. make me upset. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Speaking of making me upset, uh, two things happened because this isn't like a this isn't like a jump scare. Like there's a lot of different types of movies, right? Like there's movies that are like spooky and supernatural, creepy. There's a lot of different types of scary and different types of horror. This kind of horror isn't the kind where like I'm not gonna sleep well at night but it did like I felt like I still feel like something has like poisoned me a little bit yeah it definitely takes you on like a negative emotional journey a little bit yeah (laughs) a little bit (laughs) oh that's the whole journey but like in a superficial way what are you talking about no (laughs) There's nothing superficial about this movie. What are you fucking talking about? You watch Men, right? The 2022 Alex Garland film, correct? Superficial. I don't, I don't know. It just, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. I guess so. But before we get there, we have to we have to I have to give you guys a little a little spoiler warning. So spoiler warning. Wee woo. We're gonna talk about this movie. All the nitty gritty bits. Um, that brings me to number two. Content warning. This movie has some themes to it a lot of themes including um themes of uh how do i say this domestic abuse i guess domestic abuse sexual assault sexual assault's a big one um and it's just a really heavy movie so this is going to be a heavy conversation because my heart is in my colon so you've been warned (laughs) if this might not be your episode but if it is stick around hang out with me we'll trauma bond at the end of it and yeah. a quick disclaimer, because I know that, you know, Ariana and I are not quiet people. We are not quietly feminists. We are like ragey, loud feminists. And so I just kind of wanted to, I don't know, give a little disclaimer that we don't, first of all, we don't hate men, even though we say that jokingly a lot. I married one. <laughs> I married a man and I love him very much. Um, but this movie, there's a lot of themes about men and masculinity and the patriarchy uh and i just want to make it very clear that ariana and i do not we're not this is not going to be a broad generalization about men or like just dumping on an entire gender of people that's not my goal at least i agree i think the first time i saw this it stood out to me because there are so many different characters that display very commonly done microaggressions against women. I think that's what my brain focused the first time I saw this. Yes, And now the second time I've watched this, and I was just telling Kate this right before we started recording, I didn't realize that that is actually very much a secondary or even tertiary theme. There are yep. things that are a lot stronger of a metaphor that come to my mind first when I think about this movie. So while I'm usually a psycho and very ragey feminist, and I will own that, I think this movie is not going to bring that out of me to the same degree that a lot of you will suspect. <laughs> Put down your pitchforks. We're on your team yeah. this time. Kind of. Maybe. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We're all on. We're on team everyone. We're just not on team James. 
That's for sure. Not Team James. We are not Team James. We'll tell no. you guys about James because there's yeah. like four characters in this movie, essentially. Yeah. And James mm-hmm. is a bad one. We don't like him. He's a bad guy. We don't like James. No. But uh, before we get any further into the movie, just a quick fun game that we're playing on this very fun <laughs> episode that I am so Ooh. already depressed about. We have Club <laughs> Bingo. Yay. Ooh, yay. Club Bingo. So um, our friends, Pykel and Jay, um, over on our club discord, they made these really cute bingo cards. I have mine right here. Ariana has hers. They sent us specific ones. And um, you can get yours, too, just by going to our Instagram. And I've made a post there um, where you can get a link to your randomized bingo card. And uh, it's it's just like fun. I, how do you describe this? How do you describe bingo, Ariana? This bingo, not the concept <laughs> of bingo. It's basically like little phrases and little idiosyncrasies that me and Kate are prone to doing while recording and <laughs> Michael Myers um, and a few other people, I think, um, made these bingo cards that are freaking hilarious. They're so fun. So he sent me mine first. He sent me one for Ariana. Um, and so mine is specifically about Ariana-isms. <laughs> and, and I think you got one that's specifically Kate-isms. Is that right? Yes, I did. And I already have a few things on here. So Wait, I'm taking the opportunity to already no, <laughs> put a really? couple things on your bingo card. Are you already crossing stuff off? I'm, I'm too away from bingo, actually. No, you're fucking not. You're joking. Wait, really? Did you cross <laughs> yes. any off yet? Yes. I Wait, what did you cross off? off you have to tell me as you no, cross them off. No, I'm not going to tell you. No, that's the fun no. part. <laughs> I crossed off Kate Gasps. <laughs> I crossed off Kate Drinks Rosé. And God damn it, I, I crossed off Kate Empathy. I know. You can't just say Kate Empathy. Is that all it is? That's exactly. Kate. Yes. Oh, wow. Did you know that if you look at this online, you can just click the boxes and it'll X them off for oh you? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to do that right now. Um, Ariana, are you drinking a beer right now by chance? No, I'm not. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> God. All right. Well, so far... I don't think we've gotten any of these yet. All right, we'll wait. Score. No, you didn't. Damn it. Okay, I'm gonna have to bait you for this one. That's okay. (laughs) No, see, that's why we don't want to do this. I don't want you to (laughs) think that I'm winning. Lightly bait you. It won't take much baiting. Don't worry. Okay, Um, fine. So yeah, go get your bingo card on our Instagram and uh, follow along for literally any episode. But we're going to be playing our game today. And I'm very excited about this. And I needed it. Absolutely. So thanks, you guys. Thanks to everyone who was involved. We really loved it. We this. need to lighten the episode somehow. I was fucking cackling when I first opened yours. Like, cackling. <laughs> dying laughing. It was so sweet. Michael Myers was like, hey, we, like I, I hope you know, like, we kind of, we mean this, like, very tongue-in-cheek, very lighthearted. I'm like, bitch, this is the funniest shit I've this ever seen in my life. This is fucking great. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> Especially because mine is all about you, so it's just like a, a honey roast of Ariana. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, same. I love it. But I, I will read the rest of yours out at the end, just because I have to tell somebody about this, because it's so fucking funny. Oh my funny. god, I'll read yours too then, I okay, guess. Okay, great. Um, Amazing. Also, just a quick, a quick little aside. We have some fun things. We have some new patrons. Yay! Wow! New club officers. We have quite a handful. So we have um, oh, a, a club VP, um, Mish. Uh, she's from Colombia, um, which is like nice. the, the most insanely gorgeous country in the world. And also, I looked it up. It's the most biodiverse country on the planet. 
<gasps> wow, that's nice. Thanks Isn't for nice? your biodiversity. Yes. <laughs> so we have Mish bringing the biodiversity, um, bringing all the butterflowers nice. and the butterflowers. The they're butterflowers. They're so, so diverse. diverse. <laughs> they have butterflowers. <laughs> they have butterflowers now is what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, let me see, one, two, three different club secretaries. I'm so excited. Wow. Uh, we got Randy. He's from the Bay Area, California. Um, nice. Love the Bay Area. We love the Bay Area. And a quick disclaimer, because I've had not one but two people ask, Randy is not my father. Because <laughs> 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 my dad actually is a patron. Um He's a club officer. I, I, he's ha He has under a pseudonym, and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, but... Uh, don't ask Randy any questions about my childhood because he did not raise me. He's not my dad. Sorry, Randy. Is your dad active on the Discord? I don't That's know. the only question I'm going to ask. On the Discord? Definitely not. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. Definitely not. Okay. I don't think he's okay. active on the Patreon either. I, I think that he just loves me and supported me oh that's nice <laughs> and then we have kate from australia from australia so you're gonna get more of this accent mate oh great yeah <laughs> everyone everyone's like oh good we wanted more of that more bad australian accent <laughs> bro <laughs> oh i get to cross one off you said bro oh so damn it i get to cross that off <laughs> there's <laughs> a lot of bros in my summary too so Oh my god, this makes me so happy. Oh my god. Okay, so I got a bro. <laughs> Excellent. So I get one point. And then um and I just a quick a thank you to Kate from Australia because Australian people just make my heart so happy. Uh because yeah. they remind me a lot like US Southerners and that they're like immediately Better, gonna though. be your friend on the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're there's less church. But they're, so like they're cooler. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I can say that because I'm a Southerner. Ariana cannot say that. You're from Florida. The <laughs> I'm from the dick most of the United Southern. States. No, that does not count. And you know it doesn't. I only want to be a Southerner when it benefits me. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not how it works. <laughs> and then we have one more. We have Lada. And uh, she's from Finland. Oh, nice. That's I know. Cool. Pretty fucking cool. Did you know that Finland is the happiest country in the world? That tracks. I, I know. I believe it. Uh, I've been meaning to trick a Finn into marrying me for citizenship reasons. I just keep forgetting about already being married. Um, so, Nick, Lotta, uh, if you're single it. and you don't mind that I'm already married, <laughs> marry <Let's> me? Do <laughs> I'm proposing. Will you marry me? <laughs> and make sure that I can live there. We're not. You're not living here. <laughs> We're living there. She doesn't want to live here. She's in the happiest country. That's so true. Yeah. She's like, why? Why would that even be a discussion? I see what your Supreme Court is doing right now. Plus, everyone thinks Americans are fucking nuts. We are nuts. Yeah. Yeah. They're not wrong. I, no, yeah, they're not, not correct. They're, they're definitely correct. wrong. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yay to our new club patrons. Yay, y'all make us so happy. And thank you, thank you so much for our um your support. I can't talk. I'm too nervous about this movie. <laughs> I'm so nervous. All right. Without further ado, Ariana is again grinning from ear to ear. I'm so why excited. Don't, why don't you take it away, babe? Us, let's talk about men. I have, I have a movie genre for you. What do you got? Ovaries before broveries. That's terrible. <laughs> Look, I said bro again. You did. I, that's another um, thing about the bingo card is I didn't realize like how much you do these things. <laughs> it makes me so fucking happy. Broveries. Also, okay. uteruses before deuteruses. Always. Also, apple horror. Yeah. Airbnb horror. Yes. Yeah. Childbirth horror. Birth horror. That's a big one. I have two. Um, they're not oh, yeah. as fun. 
because this movie, my I'm, my takes are going to be really sour. I'm just going to say it. Not because I don't <laughs> like this movie, because I really like this movie, but because it just like <laughs> affected me deeply. So genre one um, is fight or flight. <laughs> I felt like that within seconds of this movie starting. Really? Did you? This okay. movie activates my fight or flight like no other movie I've ever really? seen in my life. Yes. Um, wow. And then number two is nightmare horror, but just because, and this is personal to me, Yeah. but this whole movie feels like a waking nightmare. It is. Yep. yep. You're right. And it like that, this is what I think I've told you, I tell everyone about my dreams. Have I told you about some of my horrific nightmares that I have? Um, I'm sure you have, but tell me again. Well, basically in all of, I don't have dreams. I only have nightmares. First of all, um, love that healthy second, um, my dreams or my nightmares always involve me being hunted Really? Like, I'm always being hunted, like, running for wow. my life, whether it's from, like, a witch that I've upset or, like, gigantic <laughs> cobra snakes that are coming through the woods or just scary attack people, usually men. Wow. So watching this, it's, like, immediately, like, I feel like I just woke up and I'm, like, in a cold sweat only. That's a good point. Yeah. It's the whole time. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I have those dreams, too, but not, it seems like, as frequently as you do. But, like, where you're, like, fighting, like, a group of people and yeah. you have to get away. I'm always trying to escape something. And yeah. it's, like, it's always coming back, coming back, coming back. And I yeah. never defeat it, ever. I never get to defeat it. Never get that sense of justice. Just terror. So, <laughs> that's how this movie felt for me, personally. Oh, yeah. I could see that. And then the end was, like, extra trippy for you, I'm sure. I mean, I cried. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what what specifically made you cry? I, I guess we'll talk about yet. it later. I know. I just need to know, like, what part of the ending made you cry? That's like what I want to know. But we'll talk about it later. It's whenever I understood what this movie was really about. OK, maybe you can explain it to me because I don't understand the ending. OK, Absolutely. Explain. Yeah. Explain. I'll explain what I got end. from it. And I will say like everyone okay. has everyone who's seen this trailer has heard of this movie knows that this is like a like a like a very art house movie, which is why it's one Ariana's pick. It's very <laughs> artsy, very strange, very heavy in symbolism. And people might get different things out of it. But for me, like my first watch through, it was just like men are terrifying. My second yeah. watch through, I got a very, very different thing out of it. I agree completely. It's definitely a deeper dive into like the meaning behind everything when you watch it a second time. This movie scared the absolute shit out of me. This movie felt like I'm and I'm wondering if I should say this yet. Maybe I should wait until. Well, no, okay. you know what? You know what? This is what we're going to do. You're going to give us a little tease, a little teaser oh, so that tease. the people who haven't okay. seen this movie can get an idea of what we're talking about. OK, OK. My teaser is very vague, though, so you might have to add to it. Okay. A young woman goes on a solo vacay to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. Yeah, that is vague as hell. (laughs) That doesn't include any of the nightmarish shit that goes down. Literally, that's not everything that's even in, like, the first 30 seconds of the trailer. But at least I get to cross off Ariana does a teaser on my bingo card. Yay! Oh, lame. That's one of them? Ugh. That's one of them. I'm annoyed because one of yours says, Kate says, hello, club members. But and you did it this time. The first time, you probably did that on purpose. The I did first it. time you made me do it. <laughs> Don't Damn worry. It. I'm going to be making another bingo card for next time because okay. these are really fun. Yeah. God, there's so many things that you have to do 
<laughs> I'm sure I'll do all of them. So this has become competitive <laughs> at this point, right? Okay, great. Yeah. Competitive bingo. Um, all right. So that's that's the that's the movie. Let me talk a little bit about just let's just break down this film before we go into the plot, because once we go into the plot, we're not coming out until it's done. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we're not leaving you hanging. No, we're going to take a big, deep breath and then stick our head underwater. We're not coming out until we figure <laughs> this shit out. So <laughs> yeah. before we get there, um, we've we've talked about our film genre. Uh, I've talked about how this came out literally like exactly a year ago, pretty much. Yeah. Budget is unclear. I can't find any information on the budget of this oh, movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because it's kind of an, in, okay. an indie movie-ish. Uh, it's a very it? small movie, although it, it did have a major theatrical release, so I was, assuming, I was assuming I would be able to find something, but I couldn't find anything. But mm. box office, just going in completely blind, Ariana, give me a guess. Oh, boy. I know. This is tough. <sighs> okay. Well... It was filmed not in a cheap area, I feel like, in the suburbs of London. Was it in the suburbs um, of London that they filmed this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. it looks so countryside because it's set in the English countryside. They filmed it in London? Yeah, it's right outside London. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. I looked up the latitude and longitude. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go um, to there? <laughs> yeah. It looks beautiful, though. Yeah. My first two comments that I wrote down on my little notes is... I want to live on the English countryside and then immediately followed by never mind. Just kidding. JK. No, I don't. <laughs> Jokes. Jokes. Terrified. Absolutely not. Um, it's hard. I feel like a lot of this, the money probably went into CGI. I feel like the yeah. main character girl, Jessie Buckley, yep. I think she was, she's not like a huge actress, but I have seen her in things before. So she's not like a complete nobody or whatever. No, um, neither is uh, Rory Kinnear. And I'll talk about him. Right. But he is definitely yeah, not a nobody. in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Random. I'm going to say 50 million. 50? <laughs> Bitch, in your dreams, 50 million. 11 How million. Much? 11 million. 11 okay. million. I was expecting less um, because I remember because I didn't I don't know the critic rating, but I remember as soon as I came out of this movie, I thought I was like, that was a brilliant movie. Surely this is doing really well. And I looked it up and it wasn't doing well at all. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So also I get to click off a little box here on my bingo. Ariana guesses box office. Click. Excellent. <laughs> Wait, but that's if I get it right. Is it not? No, you just have to guess. <laughs> Ariana guesses wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Ariana's wrong about the box office again. These are pretty much guaranteed every time. Well, I mean, yeah, how are you going to get it spot on? I have to, like, (laughs) gently lead you there in a corridor. (laughs) And I usually have a budget so that you have, like, some something. This was just going in blind. But $11.2 I'm going to say it's respectable based on nothing. So thumbs up to Alex Garland. Oh, speaking of Alex Garland... You like this guy, Ariana? Alex Garland. Ariana's husband, Alex Garland. Yes, I love him. He did Annihilation, which I feel like is very reminiscent. Like this movie is very reminiscent of Annihilation in regards to the direction and the writing and the musical score even. Yeah, I would agree. For me, there was like these cute little indie pop songs playing from, you know, in the background from kind of older generations of Annihilation and that's kind of how this went down as well. Ooh, yeah. You know, I actually didn't think about that because like the vibes are very different. Like it's Mm -hmm. Annihilation is like a hardcore science fiction thriller and this is not. This is a like psychological drama. 
horror. This is also for horror. sure a horror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, like I know Annihilation. We're like, we're, I'm, I call Annihilation horror because it scared the shit out of me. Um, and this is, I don't think this, there's even an argument. Like this is an absolute horror movie. I agree. I think the third act escalates to the same degree that this movie does in Annihilation, though, as well. Have you seen Ex Machina yet? I saw it when it first came out, but I haven't seen it since, so I don't have, like, a very good memory of it. You gotta go watch that, like, right now. I know. That's Alex Garland, too. He wrote and directed that as well. That was, like, his first big one. Um, He wrote and directed Annihilation. But did you also know he wrote, he um, he didn't direct it, but he wrote 28 Days Later. Oh, nice. I know. Who knew? <laughs> um, Wasn't that based on a book or no? Am I crazy? I don't think 28 Days Later was based on a book. Oh, oh okay. okay. Annihilation was. Thinking of. Yeah, I thought 28 Days Later was also based on a book. Oh, go check. It says he took inspiration from John Windham's 1951 novel, The Day of the Triffids. What? Hmm. Okay. It's an inspirational novel. More questions than answers. Now I got to go read the Triffids from 1950. (laughs) I don't know if it was based on that, though. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. He also wrote a movie that I don't know if you should watch it or not. I just don't know. Uh, It's a movie I don't think that many people have heard of. It's called Sunshine. Hmm. I've never heard of it. Fucking bananas. Nick, my husband, picked it, and it is like the most Nick movie ever. It's like a weird sci-fi drama weird Ooh. movie funky kind of sounds good it i liked it actually uh would i just like pick it up off the shelf and subject myself to it no but i wouldn't do that with this either and i now own this because you can't rent <laughs> Me men too. anywhere yeah so i had to like buy seven dollars on amazon yeah i know so i own it and it's like oh yeah i'll just like pop that on while i'm cleaning my house no i will not <laughs> Uh, you think I want to be walking around my house and ha 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 <laughs> fucking no <laughs> it's a vibe yeah this movie you have to be like extremely focused otherwise you're not going to be as invested as you should be in order to fully enjoy this movie I think that this movie I think I got more and I know it was on my second viewing but I do think I got more out of this movie watching it completely alone Oh, really? Yes, because it amplifies the fear, not just because I'm alone, which is like an obvious one, but also it's all about this woman and her like solitude and her fear and her experience. She's got nobody else around either. Yeah. So watching that as a woman alone. Okay, my dog was there. He's always going to be there. (laughs) Wow. It was a lot. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, I really wanted Will to watch this with me because it is, you know, definitely high on my list. And I thought he would think I was crazy at the end of the movie and I love watching his reactions but of course we got busy and we never really saw it but Aww. I definitely watched this alone as well but the first time I watched it I watched it with Rachel and right, Rachel yeah 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 it was really fun to see in a movie theater with her though because it's just like what is happening to me but I think a lot of yeah a lot of the when you're watching this the first time with someone is like enjoying your own reactions and enjoying their reactions but when you're by yourself and you're just like this is the only i'm the only one here this is happening to me then it helps you really focus on the movie it amplified every single feeling that i had yeah because i remember when this movie ended in the theater and like i remember everyone getting up and i'm like how are you guys just getting up right now like i'm still (laughs) feeling and thinking like in shock yeah i'm like what the fuck everyone's just like moving on like what the and then same thing whenever I watched it a year later now alone in my bedroom I just like sat there as like the credits rolled like what the fuck is going on (laughs) I have so many feelings but we'll get there we're gonna get to the many feelings (laughs) because I do want to give some credit to this cast because holy shit 
I know. Oh my God. There's acting and then there's this. There's like acting. So <laughs> we watch, uh, uh, you know, Jesse Buckley, who plays our protagonist, Harper Marlowe, who is a recent widow who goes off to the English countryside to get away and kind of recoup. Um, I knew her from one other movie that if you haven't seen it yet, you gotta, Ariana, because it's got you all over it. I know I called you when I watched anything. it. Things. Yes, I'm thinking of yes, anything. Yes, I've seen it. I love it. Oh, fucking Jesus. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> Being yes. the most Charlie Kaufman. If you guys haven't seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things, really think about it before you watch it. Because I just like watched it on a whim. And that's not how you watch that movie. It's intense. Yeah. I watched that one alone as well. Um, you know how I'm always telling you to watch Synecdoche, New York? It's because it's the same type of movie where it's just like so disorienting. There's like the plot keeps changing and you're just like, what am I watching? Like, how is this related? Like, you should definitely watch that movie, too. I'm not doing Not a horror movie, alone. but it's great. I wouldn't call I'm thinking of ending things a horror movie, but I was yeah. horrified. And the old Michael Scott saying, <laughs> well, I hated it. Well, so I it's hated a hate crime. it. it <laughs> yeah, that gave me, um, I felt physically sick after I watched I'm thinking of ending things. I felt it's ill. It's pretty good. Uh, kind of like yeah. this. <laughs> kind of like men, where oh, I felt just a little yeah. bit poisoned physically and spiritually. <laughs> a little sick. But that's how I knew Jesse Buckley and holy shit, does she deliver with this performance. Yeah. An so icon. great. Yeah. Very understated. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Just like I, I felt like I was her and I feel like that's really yep. hard to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have Rory Kinnear who plays everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. He plays everyone for, like, else. Two characters. There were two. So all right, well, why don't you explain what I mean when I say that the other <laughs> actor plays everyone else? What do I mean by that? <laughs> so part of this girl's nightmare is that when she goes to this new town, every single person she meets looks like the same person. Um, so she meets like a priest, she meets her landlord, she meets a child. They all have the same face and it's all Rory Kinnear's face. Yes. But they're all different people. And she doesn't, the, the character doesn't recognize this all as the same person. She doesn't acknowledge the fact that they look similar. They're the, it's the same fucking face. Yeah. And like, right. that's not, that's not part of her experience is them all being the same face. It's our experience right. for sure. And if you yeah. thought it's like, I feel Fun, I feel funny. And then they all have the same face. And you're like, I feel real funny. <laughs> I feel upset now. I'm in a nightmare. But it, literally, this is such a waking nightmare. I can't overemphasize that. But I wrote down some Love information it. about Rory Kinnear. I wrote his name with a heart on it, which is saying a lot because uh -huh. all of his characters are not cute and sweet in this. Nope. In this movie. Nope. But I really like Rory Kinnear. I had seen him before in a couple of movies. So he's in all of the recent James Bond movies. Mm -hmm. um, he's Bill Tanner, who I think is the head of MI6, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He's in Penny Dreadful. Have you seen Penny Dreadful, Ariana? I started to watch it, but I couldn't continue. I just like didn't get into it for some reason. Interesting. So I watched it up until a specific scene that involved Rory Kinnear that was so <gasps> upsetting I couldn't move on and I quit. <gasps> really? Yes. I'm oh not going to. If you've seen Penny Dreadful, you know exactly what scene I'm talking about. Oh, but damn. But my mom was the one who was like, Kate, you need to watch Penny Dreadful. You need to watch Penny Dreadful. And then like I called her like crying after this scene Aww. and she's like, just power through, power through. And I'm like, I can't. I physically can't do did it. Did Rory Kinnear do something to someone or did something happen to him? Both. I just need to know for context. Okay. <laughs> Fucking I won't both. spoil it for anyone. Okay. Yeah. It was a, it was a big moment and it was really upsetting. He plays a Frankenstein type character. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. He's so that's fucking awesome. talented. Also, speaking of upsetting things that I wish I had could unsee, and I'm sure people are talking about this now because there was a new season of Black Mirror that came out. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my to-do list. Oh, bitch, you have to. So, like, there's a new <laughs> season of Black Mirror. Um, it's bananas, but it's kind of... It's been a while since we've had a new Black Mirror. And yeah. so everyone's talking about it again. People who haven't seen the Black Mirror series are getting into it. And everyone's saying what they told me whenever I started it, but I was like, too late. You should have told me that a couple days ago, which is don't watch the first episode. Just skip that one. Why? Have you seen the first episode? It's called the national anthem. No, I can't. You know what? When you know, you call <laughs> when you know, you know, I'm not saying I can't say anything. Cause it's the entire plot of the show. Um, okay. But if you're going to watch black mirror, ask your friends who have seen it. Can I physically and mentally handle the first episode? Okay, so it's like just that it's too intense. It's so fucking intense. Well, that's the problem. It's like, I feel like with Black Mirror, there's so much enjoyment, but that shit sticks with you. Like, mm -hmm. I think about a Black Mirror episode at least like once every other day. Oh, all the time. Yeah. It like really affects you. I did. I had a pleasant Black Mirror thought, though, which is. You know, like the one where they can see with they can like record with their eyeballs. Yeah. I want when I was in Italy, when we were in Italy, I was like, I want that in my eyeball so I can record because <laughs> everything's fucking gorgeous. And I just be like, yeah, eyes held yeah. open, recording Mental everything. So I take a, yeah. yeah, I take a photo and it looks like garbage. I'm like, I need the black mirror implant <laughs> <laughs> for beauty. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah if, uh, ask your friend. You, people who are listening to this episode are like, I know exactly what freaking episode she's talking about. The one with the pig, you guys. That's all I'm going to say. <gasps> oh, I hate that. I already hate it. I don't like pig stuff. <laughs> it's so fucking traumatic. It. It's so upsetting. Mm -mm. But Rory Kinnear, I, um, as soon as I watched him in this movie, because holy shit, can he act in this movie? One, because he's like five characters at once, but he's mm -hmm. just so compelling to watch and so in like insidious and terrifying as soon as I yeah. saw him, I was like, that bitch does theater, I guarantee. Like, 100%. <laughs> Not just because he's British and all of them do Shakespeare. Like, that's, like, required. Um, <laughs> but I looked him up, and he, of course, he's in every Shakespearean play ever, as well as, like, a bunch of movies, including comedies. I've seen him in comedies, and he's hilarious. Not this one. He's not hilarious in men. <laughs> Decidedly unhilarious. But he has two Olivier Awards. Wow. Two! Amazing. I know. And I looked up his dad um, because I was like, I know your face. And so there's a guy, his name is Roy Kinnear. And yeah. that's his dad who I, oh, he's, he's from a couple of things, but, but let's see if you recognize him. Look up Roy Kinnear and look up his little face. Okay. First of all, they okay. look so related. It's not even funny. Oh, I've totally seen this guy somewhere. Where have I seen this guy? This Willy Wonka in the Chocolate uh, Factory. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. His dad is Veruca Salt's dad, who's fucking hilarious. Yep. And I love, I love mm -hmm. him. Don't they look wow. exactly the same? <laughs> they look very similar. Yeah, they have a very similar face. Same face. Wow. Good to so, know. So yeah, I saw Veruca Salt's dad like 800 times in this movie, and that added to the disturbing factor. <laughs> That's some more disturbing, yeah. It was fucking weird. Well, I feel like we all, you know, are obsessed with villains who really freak us out. And this guy plays not one, but like five villains in the same movie. Yes. And it's fucking amazing, and they're all scary in different ways. Um, yeah. He's, like, Pretty I don't amazing. think I can quite look at him the same again. Yeah. And I yeah. want to, but I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> I think it's done. <laughs> I'm even more of a fan of this guy after this movie. I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> damn, bro. For real. <laughs> Jesus he got fucking me good. Christ. Yeah. You guys want to know what happens in this movie? I want to know. 
<laughs> I would love to. I watched it and I'm still not sure I know what happens Amazing. in this movie. Amazing. Yes. I have my I have my ideas. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to explain everything to everyone. That way we can all be on the same page and we can decompress together God. at the end and talk about what everything means, because I still don't understand a lot. I'll try to keep my opinions inside of my face until the very end. I'll try. <laughs> Great. Awesome. I'm going to be throwing opinions at you as we go. Please so do. you got to share your opinions too. Okay. Okay. Well, it's hard to, because it's like my entire like concept of like what this movie is about shapes my opinions. I understand. Okay. Well, we'll hold commentary on like metaphors and imagery and things like that until the end. <laughs> that's, that's half of it. So yes, we, we can do that. Yes. We yes. will hold that until the end. I great. will. I'm holding it. Consider it held. Okay, great. Okay. All right. So the movie starts off after the suicide of her husband, James, a young woman named Harper gets an Airbnb in the London suburbs to spend a holiday alone. Can I, can I amend <laughs> yeah. the maybe suicide? Yeah, the maybe suicide, except I feel like they've kind of decided it was suicide. No, I didn't get that vibe at all. Yeah, they did because they made eye contact. Did they, though? Yeah, they did. Did they, though, Ariana? (laughs) You see what I mean? I originally, when I wrote this, when I wrote this originally, I put suspected suicide or presumed suicide when I originally wrote this. But then I was like, I feel like. It's beyond reasonable doubt that it's suicide at this point. If uh, someone threatens suicide and then literally questionably dies later in a suicide looking way, I'm going to assume that it's suicide. All right. We're going to we're going to have to talk about what happens with this guy. All right. <laughs> we'll just. OK, we won't do it chronologically with the film. We'll just give you the deeds. We'll do it at the end. Yeah. At the yeah. end. Okay. No, we'll do it right now. Right now. Right now. Okay. No, but there's so much that goes into play with this specific plot point. I feel like they need all of the information first. Okay. I'm letting you drive this bus. <laughs> we'll bring bring it up at the end. I'm we'll letting you drive it. this blue Ford Fiesta, girl. This is all you. <laughs> Ford Fiesta. That's the third character in this movie is her car. <laughs> it's the fucking Ford Fiesta. Oh, boy. Okay. Through a series of flashbacks... The audience learns that Harper and James are having difficulties in their marriage and Harper wants a divorce. James tells her that if she divorces him, he plans to commit suicide so that she will always have that on her conscience. I have quotes and it's fucked up. Yep. Yep. He's majorly toxic and fucked up. So he's just I, like, I just, mm, I wrote down some of the lines that he said, cause it's so real. If you've ever met someone like this or known someone to be in a relationship with someone who has this degree of emotional abuse or and and physical abuse but Mm. he says she's like i'm divorcing you and he goes i'll kill myself and he continues you want to divorce me more than you want to keep me alive damn savage and i think that's very important for the rest of the movie savage is the guilt that he's trying to put on her yeah yeah this conversation happens immediately prior to him dying so It's definitely a, a huge concern and, and shit escalates a lot more. So she has even more guilt. Like after this conversation, she's like texting her friend and he wants to read what her texts are and she denies him. Yeah, which is a violation of privacy. But he takes her phone and tells her to unlock it. And she says no. So he actually punches her in the face um, and knocks her across the room. And Mm-mm. she ends up getting pissed and kicking him out of the apartment. 
and is yelling at him. And you can tell he's like trying to apologize and be a manipulative asshole. And she's like, get out. And later we find out and she finds out that he had climbed to the apartment above theirs and attempts to climb down to their balcony, but either slips or jumps off the balcony and lands on the ground and is impaled and killed by the fence below them. His hand is impaled, like really horrifically, like split in half. His ankle is snapped in half and he's just smushed. Yeah, his face is like, you can tell he died on impact immediately. Like, yeah, terrible. And the worst part of it is she has this memory of, she was looking out the window when it happened. So she not only sees him fall, but... She believes that she sees his like makes eye contact with him. Yeah. But does he well, does she falling. though? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't she? Well, for one, he's facing the other way whenever he f- hits the ground. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's facing outward. Oh, he's facing the water. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So there's very interesting. There's a lot of questions that I had throughout this that are like reliable narrator questions. Oh yeah. I mean, she is fucking losing it. The whole fucking movie. Oh, for so sure. But it's everything's unreliable. Something that, of course. And one thing that I've learned is that memory is not reliable at all, especially in traumatic instances. Like what you what you remember and you can even be like, I remember this vividly. It was X, Y and Z that happened. That might not actually yeah. be true because our memories are kind of plastic and they can be mm-hmm. affected by so many different things and including horrific, horrific trauma and grief. Yeah, absolutely. And they do like kind of flashbacks to that moment. They show they show them presumably making eye contact. They also show her screaming in that moment. So it's like you have less than a millisecond as he's falling. It's like, did you scream or did you make eye contact? Right. But they they bring up the scream later. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She starts seeing screaming motifs everywhere. That is a lot of screaming motifs. Her scream. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So, Yeah. So that's kind of the premise. And this is kind of delivered to the audience almost like piecewise as she's kind of going through her life at the Airbnb. But I presented it all to you up front because it would have been hard to do like little flashback moments. (laughs) (laughs) So that's presented as like multiple flashbacks. So it's like almost fun as an audience trying to figure out exactly what happened and like who's at fault. And like, you know, he's dead, you know, he threatened suicide you don't know if he really committed suicide but it's it's a clusterfuck and obviously she's riddled with guilt so she decides that she's gonna go to the countryside to decompress so we get our horror movie trope of someone driving to remote location through the countryside and i was looking for cornfields i did not see any cornfields wait is it on the bingo it's on the bingo i'm clicking i knew it it. i was like when i bring up corn kate's gonna get excited yes calls there it is there's your corn (laughs) There's your corn for the episode. There's no cornfields because we're not in America. That's right. That's right. We're in England and she's four hours outside of London. Um, So no corn in this movie, unfortunately. But I was had my eyes peeled open looking for the corn. There was apples, though. So this is apple horror. This is apple horror for sure. Yep. Mm hmm. So that brings me to our next scene. So she gets there. She finds an apple tree. And enjoys a bite of an apple. And then she meets the landlord named Joffrey, who has creepy fucking teeth. 
And he wants to get all of her bags for her and she wants to help him, but he refuses. And then he struggles up the stairs and drops all of her bags and then complains to her about how he broke a sweat and how much stuff she brought (laughs) after she like offered to help him. Um, And then he shows her around the house awkwardly, kind of asks about her married name versus her new maiden name. And she implies that she's no longer with her husband. Did you notice the piano thing? Yeah, where he was like, do you play? And she was like, no. But then she like fully plays. She plays like Chopin, like halfway through this. But like, there's a baby grand in this Airbnb in like one of the fancy ass rooms of this gigantic Airbnb. And he's like, oh, do you play? And she's like, no. And no. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I I wrote down some suspicions. Um, For one, when I Googled that song, um, it says it's a pretty beginner song. So it's not like, oh, my God, she's like an amazing piano, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think part of it is either she's trying to end this conversation as soon as possible. She's just like, no, like, let's move on. Or she's like worried he's going to ask her to play. So she's like, no, I don't fucking play. Interesting. So who knows? Okay. I think it's probably a mix of all of those. Or maybe she's has low self-esteem and it's like, I can play a little bit, but I'm not that good. But really, she's actually a lot better than most people. She tells her friend later, her friend later is like, do you play? And she's like, yeah, I actually and she's do. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she tells the truth. Yep. So I think I think a big part of it was probably that she's creeped out and she just wanted to end the conversation ASAP by not like starting any new tangents, yeah. which... I feel like I do a lot with guys and I'm sure you do as well. No. Okay. I do it with everyone. I talk. <laughs> no, wait, I forgot who I was fucking yeah. talking to. Kate is all about that tangent. I'm life. like, oh, you want to talk about pianos for 10 minutes? Two hours? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Two hours later. Have a sit. Let's chat. Have a cup. I feel like when you're like tired and you're like, I just, I don't want to go on. I don't want to tell you about my piano playing skills. Like I just want to get out of this conversation ASAP. Like, I know you can't relate to that, but I do that a lot. And I, I've seen people do it too. So it's like a common thing. People. Okay. Okay. That's helpful (laughs) for me as an alien to know that that's a thing that people do. (laughs) I will say this guy is, is unsettling. Like he's not like rude. He's not creepy. He's just kind of like a, kind of like a country yokel sort of dude. But he says a couple of things that I wrote down that were kind of like subtly scary. And I think it's just Alex Garland being really good at like setting up some suspense, but Right. He, he asked, he's like, oh, are you staying alone? Yep. Hate that. Which as a woman, I would never, ever admit to that ever. Um, yeah. But he's also her landlord. So he has to know that. I would be like my bodyguard is on his way. <laughs> yeah. But as an Airbnb, you have to know who's staying in your place. So. My two bodyguards and their guns are coming. <laughs> and my guard dog. And my guard dog. <laughs> and then he says, oh, you know, here's the key. But, you know, there's no no, no need to lock the doors around here. Yeah, she locks it immediately. I Did thought, you notice yes. that? He leaves. She literally is like, lock Click. that shit. This bitch is from London. You know that bitch is locking every of fucking door. Of course she is. Yeah. And then him, Jeff, whenever he's kind of like, he's giving her the tour and he just kind of lingers a little bit too long. Yeah, he's so awkward. At the door. He like talks about her periods and tampons. He's like, don't flush your monthly lady stuff because the plumbing is the worst yeah like there's a way to say it without being like awkward making it a making it a menstruation thing like he could have just been like just you know the plumbing's iffy so only flush toilet paper or don't flush anything abnormal like just don't be like i have to say this to the ladies yeah like don't make it a lady thing he he, he did specifically make it like a for the ladies comment yeah <laughs> and i'm like mm-hmm. and then she was like looking around like 
Okay. Okay, thanks. Let's move on. Yeah. Did you see, what was it? I want to almost look it up. Whenever NASA, they had a female astronaut. Yes. You know what I'm yes. talking about? Hold on, let me look it up. NASA. Yeah. There's a song about it. There's a song? No, yeah. Some comedian wrote a song about how they sent her 100 tampons. It was 100 for Sally Ride. It was yes. Sally Ride. And, and then... They gave her a hundred tampons. They had a hundred packed in there. And she was like, I'm so sorry. A hundred tampons? And they were like, do we need more? Yeah. Well, the comedian wrote this whole song and was like talking about how like they're literal rocket scientists and they don't understand like how many tampons women need like for a regular period. And also she only went to space for like a week, right? Like it wasn't like she was in for multiple months. Correct. Like, she could have not needed any. They didn't ask. They were like, they we got ask. you. We have added two more rockets to this thing that are just we for tampons. We are sending a full rocket of tampons with you. Don't worry. We're just going to blast some pads into space just for you. Go catch them. Just reach your hand out <laughs> and grab, grab some pads. Just I let us know what size you need. Well, you know, like, whenever, the, um, whenever they wouldn't let women on trains and they were afraid to let women on trains because they... Men, of course, men thought that women's uteruses weren't wouldn't be able to withstand like the inertia of a train and they would go flying out of our bodies. <laughs> the amount of confusion that comes with just having an extra organ is just so crazy. Like like back in um, I took a like a Roman and Greek like women in ancient civilizations Ooh, class neat. in college. And literally there was a idea back like a medical professional's idea that like the word hysteria obviously comes from your uterus Mm -hmm. but the idea was that like a woman with an empty uterus would be hysterical and in order to help with her hysteria you have to impregnate her ew uh yeah that'll (laughs) regulate her emotions real good (laughs) yeah right hormones not enough hormones add some more hormones add more hormones yeah and some morning sickness I know. Like, obviously that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, have you met a pregnant lady? Like, that's so clearly (laughs) not the answer. Just throw a baby in it. Oh, just toss a baby in there. She'll be happy as a clam. (laughs) We love it. We love it. Jesus fucking Christ. It is crazy, I guess, like, to what degree men don't understand, like, period culture. Like, I've fully asked William, who is a nurse he's a nurse these questions because i'm like you and he manages like he works in the icu he manages women who are in comas and things like that like medically induced comas they're on ecmo like he manages those women who are of childbearing age so he deals with periods and he didn't know basic i mean he did better than most guys i think would have but he definitely didn't know like basic questions like like quantity like types, like things like that, like that you would assume he would know. <laughs> I just think that those, um, you know, like those period simulators where they just like, sh- like shock your Oh, I muscles. love those. Yeah. I think that should be required in like every high school Yeah, when you're like 13. I agree. I mean, I think step one is just destigmatizing it, but these are all 
<laughs> very frustrating. I'm going straight to step two, which is shock the men's bodies. <laughs> Kate's like, shock them. Shock them. Get a Man. taser. I, rem- I remember having, I don't have periods anymore. God bless you, IUDs. But I remember when I did. Same, and yeah. I would have to go to school and I would be like in tears. Like I would be crying. Yeah. Because I was in really so bad much pain. I know. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just like half the population lives with a completely different set of symptoms. Like it's almost like, and obviously don't take this out of context, but it's like, we all have a disease that is affecting our one fourth of our lives. And it's just, let's not talk about it though. Like what? That's (laughs) icky. (laughs) Yeah. That's gross. We don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't talk about that we'll just have your yeah. uterus literally turn itself inside out uh, but put a yeah. baby in there that'll solve your problems nothing painful about having a baby that'll that'll fix it i mean as we're all gonna learn at the end of this jesus christ yeah <laughs> we'll get movie. to the, the childbearing spoiler alert <laughs> jesus christ we love it we love it okay, do we love it well <laughs> do we though? i guess we're gonna find out <laughs> so harper decides to facetime her friend riley um but the signal keeps cutting out and with the static we get to see random staticky faces screaming which is a good creepy moment it's really scary yeah the whole time i was like is that the man's like the man's face screaming or is that like harper's face and i did pause it a couple times that's cheating i I think it's supposed to be the man's face, but I, don't I have know. no idea. I guess I could. <laughs> Whose knows? It's just like flashes of like a scary face, like in the midst of the static of the phone. It's really unsettling. Yeah, it's really cool. Like you yeah. guys seem comfy. We're just gonna don't get too comfortable because it's gonna get worse. <laughs> so she loses signal with her friend, and then she decides to go on a walk. And just to set the scene, the plants are all bright green, and there's a nice little so rainstorm and. Harper's enjoying herself. Did you notice the red versus the green motif? I did. Mm. Yes, I did. Because whenever there's the scene of her husband and the whole, like, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. And then him falling off, falling or jumping off the balcony. All of that is like with a major red it's like gel. Orange. It's bright yeah. red. Yeah. Everything's like mm-hmm. saturated red. And then you have these moments where she's like healing and she's in the countryside and there's been a recent rain. And, you know, like whenever it, it rains and all, everything's more vibrant and like gorgeous mm-hmm. everything it looks like that also the springtime when the leaves are new mm-hmm. it's like more yellowish green versus like a darker green like and everything's so much like metaphor. very springtime yeah My yeah God. so i was trying to figure out so just to kind of take a step back in her airbnb in certain rooms and i guess the majority of rooms the walls are dark red which is very striking mm-hmm. And I was trying to look up like where the red motif came from. Obviously, it's like blood and everything. But I kind of went in this rabbit hole of like red representing like religious themes and like the Bible Mm. and like the patriarchy and things like that. Did you find a similar thing or did you not get to that point where you were able to look it up? I did the opposite looked up the green i didn't look anything up but the green every time that it's green it's her like out on the countryside like trying to get some peace and like calm yeah and anytime it's red it's chaotic and horrifying Mm -hmm. so i saw the green as like rebirth you mentioned spring 
rebirth is a major theme that we're going to get really literal with yeah. soon. But rebirth, mm-hmm. like this new beginning, this healing, this nature, and then it flips and then it's red chaos, blood right, danger. Red. Yeah. That's all yep. I saw. Yep. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think this movie does a good job with colorful imagery and color metaphor, which I love. I love some color themes. I'm here for it. Very Alex Garland, I will say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. love him. Beautiful. Also, th- that scene where she's talking to her friend, which she does quite a quite a bit. Uh, pa- we passed the Bechtel test. Yay. Yay. Yay passing the Bechtel <laughs> test. Let me mark that off on here. Is that on the bingo? <laughs> also, Kate says fucking ew. Did I'm gonna I, mark did that I say off fucking ew? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bechtel test. Amazing. Wait, let me check All my right. card. Let me check my card. <laughs> Damn Ooh, it. I have two Kate says fucking oohs. Amazing. Did I really oh say God, fucking ew? Bingo. Look, just to briefly Shit, show you where you're I'm winning. At. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. Click. Ariana mentions religion. Damn it. Damn. Well, I'm going to mention the shit out of religion. You did, click. Let me just make sure I got a good eye on all of these. All right. I'm devastated that you don't have a beer in your hand because that would be a freebie right there. (laughs) And I didn't say hello, club members. That's on mine, too. I know. I'm pissed. That's like the free space card. It (laughs) is. Can we just both? Let's just both click it off. How about that? That's cheating. Okay, we won't. Okay, we won't. Okay. We won't. Hello, club members. Oh, damn. I said it. Click. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right Click. we're cheating now got it i'm only cheating because it's the middle so it's the free space <laughs> and i did kind of make ariana well, say it and we're also yeah and we're also if we both get it then we're not really cheating we're just helping each other out that sounds like a different word for cheating but i'm okay with it love it we're <laughs> both helping we're both cheating yeah. then it's no one's cheating is it cheating if you're both cheating no there we go it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I uh, can't wait right. to read you the rest of these at the end. Oh, my God. I'm stoked. All right. Continue, All right. continue, continue. So she's out bebopping around in the springtime. There's a little rainstorm. She's happy. She comes to a large tunnel. She's in a playful mood. So she starts playfully singing overlapping echoes into the tunnel and enjoying the musical <laughs> music she creates. Yes. That's exactly what she's doing. It's actually really beautiful and awkward and creepy and this is also like if trust me there's i'm not going to mention every metaphor or allegory it's not possible we don't have the time i don't have the breath in my lungs but (laughs) this one is very like the tunnel and the light at the end of the tunnel and like her happiness and everything's green it's like very much like i'm getting through this and then she starts going through the tunnel and it's like oh she's gonna make it out the other side like this is like a, a rebirth again we're going to talk about birth a lot this is the beginning of it it's like this rebirth of her like coming back to who, who she is after this traumatic event that's an interesting thought because i had a different thought oh. about what the tunnel represents but i'm going to tell you at the end because it gets really complicated oh my god okay well don't forget <laughs> and it definitely involves other things that happen later Jesus. so all right we're gonna wait till the end i have literally two full pages of an outline of all of the metaphors. Oh my God. And I can't wait to tell you everything. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. I'll hold, we'll hold so that in. I'm so excited. I love it. You're such yeah. a freak. I know. I love it. Um. So yeah. So she sees a figure at the end of the tunnel. So scary. Stand up and start fully sprinting towards her. Don't like, and um, screaming. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And she obviously runs away and she's freaking out. She runs back towards the cottage. And once she's in a large clearing, she kind of calms down and laughs at herself and then turns around and decides she's going to enjoy the day again. So she takes a picture of the landscape with her iPhone, but sees the image of a naked man in the corner of the field staring back at her. Oh God. And she like sees it in her picture and zooms in and's like, fuck. And then she looks up and decides to like book it back to the house. Have you ever had this experience where there's like a someone chasing you? I know we've talked about it briefly. I mean, I had that guy almost mug me a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. This. Wait, I know your story, but tell me again. I've told I feel you. like I've heard this story yeah, before. So yeah, I've told I there. I have had two. So, so for, for me, let me back up. For me, this movie is so fucking scary because men are so fucking scary. And I'm, I know that's a generalization, but at the same time, there are things that I cannot do because I am a woman and men exist. For example, yeah. going on a goddamn walk in the woods. I know. Renting it's an Airbnb by myself. I can't do any of that shit without being afraid of being attacked. And that doesn't come from nowhere. And so watching this, for me, it's like her whole experience and how they amplify it and kind of turn it into this horror movie it's like i'm having someone take my actual feelings being a woman yeah. in this world and they're putting it on screen so that other people men can see it too so yeah. if there are any men out there that want to know the fear of just existing as a woman in this world go watch this movie because i think it captures it perfectly and i've told this story on the air before and i've told ariana but i have two stories that i'm going to share real fast to kind of illustrate my concept first one happened when i was in high school um which was essentially someone who i thought was my friend he looked a lot like the friend that i was supposed to meet up with was hanging out on a train track at my high school i lived in a residential high school called me over. I realized way too late that it wasn't my friend and i stopped as soon as i realized it wasn't him and then I tried to walk away and we were separated by a fence, but the fence, it was like the fence opened up at like not that far down the road, which is where like cars could come and go through this, like over this railroad passing. And I needed to get over the, the railroad passing to get to my building. And I'm talking to the guy and he's being creepy. He's being weird. I'm like, okay, I need to like get myself out of this situation, but you can't just run. Right. And that's what she does in this movie. She takes a photo of that that building, realizes there's a naked guy in it. She doesn't immediately take off running. She like kind of like has to casually like run walk because you don't want to upset them. You don't want to trigger them into chasing you. And that happened to me where this guy, I started to kind of like walking to the left and he walked to the left and then I stopped and he stopped. And then I, yeah. I kind of went a little bit faster and he went a little bit faster and then I stopped and he stopped. And then I realized what was happening and I like ran and he ran like yeah. after me. Yeah. So, like the police were called. It was a thing. And that was in high school. And then I've had an incident recently that I've told Ariana about and I might have told the club that has happened since I first watched this movie and rewatching this movie and has kind of. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm, which is where I was at. I was at a different clinic than I normally go to and a strange man burst in. Uh, wanting to see the doctor, screaming hysterically, saying nonsense things, wouldn't sit down, wouldn't get in an exam room. And I learned that because I heard like a scuffle in the front room. I was back in the treatment area. I was the only doctor there. I opened the front door to the treatment area and like five people, including 
clients are trying to hold this gigantic man back who's trying to push his way into the treatment area to me, sees me. I'm clearly the doctor. I'm wearing like my coat and my stethoscope or whatnot. And he gets fuck. He goes fucking crazy and is trying to get after me. And I have to. What did he think? You just touching his fucking cat's going to fix it? Like, what did he think? I don't know. Like, people are. It's just insane. Yeah. Ariana mentioned the cat because he's this whole time. He's gripping this cat in his hands in like a very weird way. The cat. I don't know if it's 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 alive, but like it's weird. It's just so weird. And I like run to the back treatment area and I have to go through this process of I don't I'm not used to this clinic because I'm just reliefing here, meaning that like I'm just filling in for somebody. And I have to go through this process of figuring out what doors lock and which ones don't and running around trying to lock the doors and barricade the doors while he's trying to get back at me. And he realizes that I'm doing that and he runs outside and is trying to come in through all the side doors. And I'm having to race this very tall man, big man, um, to all the doors and lock them before he can get to them. And turn this is a long story. It turns out he was wanted by the police. Um, it was a whole thing. But yeah, uh, this was like that was legitimately one of the most horrifying, yeah. traumatizing thing that's ever happened to me because I thought I thought I was going to get fully attacked by this man. He was trying to. Yeah. And so watching this was a little bit of PTSD and kind of like, oh, yeah, men are really scary. And it's like something as simple as going through a tunnel in the woods can be life threatening. Yeah. It's horrifying. And it's like a type of horror that I think and I and I know I'm generalizing, but it's a type of horror that I really do think that only women can relate to in this sort of situation of this is because I am a woman that I have to be afraid This is true. I feel like even as a taller woman, I do feel like at least probably more privileged than you would. Because like, I feel like there's even some non-spoken like privilege on my end because like, I like hearing you talk about how tall he was like in my mind, I'm never like, oh, he was a big man because I'm a very tall woman. I'm Mm -hmm. 5'10 and Kate's a tiny, beautiful little girl. (laughs) And And I feel like it's just such a scarier world to think like my world, but like everyone's bigger, like everyone's everyone is bigger than me. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh That's crazy. I remember the day I turned five foot and I was in high school. (laughs) I remember it because I was four eleven in high school. I was four eleven for so long that I think maybe junior year I turned five foot and it was like this like I was like, oh, my God, I'm five foot. Oh my god! I know. I think I was five foot in like third grade. I'm sure you were, you gangly bitch. <laughs> so yeah, every time I'm like, I have to like not. I can't be afraid of everybody because that like everyone's yeah. fucking taller than me. Not everyone, but like most people are yeah. taller than me. But whenever it's someone trying to attack me, chances are they are significantly bigger than I am, and I am at a disadvantage. Right, right. I think it's it's just so shitty because I do agree with you. I think it's really hard. I mean, it's hard in general for anyone to put themselves in anyone else's position. Like you're not going to understand what someone else's life is like. Um, and I do think that there is a disconnect between like what women can do and what men can do. And me and Kate have talked about this many times about how when I moved in with my boyfriend and when she moved in with Nick, like there was just this absolute like forgetting to like lock the doors oh at my night God. and like leaving windows open and things that like men just do not understand that like there is a constant need to protect yourself because you're just 
significantly more vulnerable than the average man. Um, and it just sucks. It sucks because if you complain about it, then you're, you know, raging, you're doing a feminist rant, whatever. Or if you don't complain about it, you're just letting it happen and it sucks. But I think, yeah, I think, I think step one for women. And I was thinking about this this morning because I was watching a documentary about, (laughs) of course, I, I watch crazy documentaries in the mornings to make myself mad, but I was watching a documentary about like a bunch of women who got charged with making of like arrested for creating false police reports after they've, um, said that they were raped. Um, so they were like, they were like fully arrested because they couldn't like show that they were raped, but they were arrested for filing a false police report and like spent time in jail. So I was watching this documentary on Netflix. It's called victim slash suspect. It's like really enraging, but it really like clued me in to understand that like men's realities and women's realities are so different because like watching the men be like, did you struggle? Did you fight him? Did you kick him? Did you punch him? And it's like, you don't understand our reality is that a big part of it is you can't fight them or else things will escalate more. It's like, yeah, it's like a big part of it is like balancing between like not escalating, but also like not showing them that you're interested because you just want this moment to end as soon as possible. But I think it's just like men have a hard time putting themselves in that position because they haven't grown up that way and they don't understand. Um, And I think as women, we need to do a better job of being more aggressive. Like, I know it sucks because you really can't be like aggressive to men in scenarios where you're by yourself and they're by yourself and you could escalate things. But if you're like in a like a like a public area. I think there's no harm in women, you know, growing a little bit more of a voice and like being very direct with men and being like, this is, I do not want this. Like you are crossing a boundary. Like this is going to go no further. I think I'm going to try. Then you can at least say you did it. Well, yeah, that too. And like, I think that at the very, very least, if this goes to a pressing charges situation, you have the ability to say, I was very direct with this person and they still did not relent. Um, so I've been like trying to be a lot more direct with random people in fucking Philly because everyone's psychotic in Philly and people will like talk to you and scream at you and you have to be very direct. But the other day I was running and Will was on his bike and he snuck up on me and smacked my ass as I was running. Oh my God. <laughs> and you didn't know I him? Imme- no, I didn't know it was him because he, I knew he was going biking while I was running and he just like snuck up behind me and smacked no. my ass. And I, the amount of like, profanity that was about to come out of my mouth towards him because I thought he was a rando I was like ready to fight I was like who the fuck are you like of course he's like riding away on a bike I'm like oh my god it was Will like I got angry for no reason but it was just so fucking funny I I was like damn (laughs) I also get to click off on bingo Ariana mentions Philly click Yay! Yay! Philly! Philly! <laughs> Speaking of our, our men scaring the shit out of us um, and provoking our fight or flight, I told Ariana right before we started recording, I was like, yeah, because I, I, I was like visibly stressed. <laughs> and I was yes, like, she was. Yeah. So, and um, I was like, yeah, a couple of things happened like between finishing that movie and starting recording that really freaked me out. Both of them were about men. One is I'm just sitting here minding my own fucking business, setting up for the podcast. And Nick, how dare he, my husband, just walks up behind me, goes, hey, love. And I fucking shouted. (laughs) I screamed. Both of the dogs ran upstairs and were like checking on me and were like, what's fucking going on? But I was like, oh my God, terrified just from, hey, you just like you were just on edge. Yeah, I was just just like so on edge. 
I love that. And then also what happened is, and this really did scare the absolute shit out of me. This felt like I was in this movie all of a sudden with her fucking phone being on the fritz is I was setting up and I put on my, I, I'm wearing my wired headphones <laughs> for yeah. a reason. Cause I try to wear these bitches. I try to wear my wireless headphones and something had been going on with them where when I put them on, sometimes I hear a man talking. What? Ariana, I almost shit myself. I am not joking. What? I put the headphones on. I was setting everything up. Ariana wasn't, we weren't Skyping or anything yet. And I was going to say, you sure it wasn't my It voice? wasn't, well, it wasn't you. And also I hadn't given any permissions <laughs> to audio, nothing. And then all of a sudden I hear, oh, wow. I hear a man go, it like clicks and he goes, hey guys, hey. How's it going? And I'm Ooh, like, what the fuck is no going way. on? I was having a full on panic attack. I've figured it out. Happen? So these are Nick's old headphones. And I okay. think they still connect to his work computer downstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he oh has my a God. lot of meetings. So I'm worried now. I have a new fear, which is I think that they've heard me swearing a lot. Because <laughs> eh, I'm like, whatever. God damn it. Shit. Fuck. What the fuck is going on? Eh, on my headphones whatever. so um <laughs> yeah I, i've solved that mystery and now i'm embarrassed because i've been shouting <laughs> expletives to nick's boss so no big deal i hope nick's not listening to this so that they can blame someone else for that but yeah i was so on edge and so terrified and then to hear just a random man's wow, voice Kate. coming through yeah. my headphones didn't like it that's crazy that this movie really shook you to your core that to that degree, yes. even though you've seen it already. But I do think it, it definitely does put you on edge and it does highlight like the fears that are more subconscious, I think, in women. Yep. And I think it like I think there was a group of people who sat down and they're like, what are you truly afraid of as a woman? And it's like just listing them out and just like putting them on a fucking movie because like yep. even the very subtle things are things that I didn't even realize were things that I didn't like. Yes. Until I like, watched this movie. And I was like, like just oh, Jeffrey wow. being kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Like Jeffrey lingering at the door. Like just bringing up like the fact that she's still a missus and she used a different name for her application for the Airbnb because now she has to tell a stranger either that she's divorced or that her husband is dead. And like these are things that men do not have to do at all. No. And that's just frustrating, I think, to just constantly have to have just negative interactions. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. movie hits differently after a man has tried to like attack you. It just hits yeah. very differently. Yeah. This is PTSD. very true. Absolutely. Um yeah. So anyway, anyway. So <laughs> our like 20 minute feminist rant for the episode. <laughs> we love it. All right. So the next day during another FaceTime with her friend Riley, she spots the same naked man in the front garden of her house, which is a terrifying scene because he's just like bopping around like to each window and she hasn't seen him yet. And we as the audience see him and he's like fully like frontal nudity up against the glass. Hate it. Like it's disgusting. Yeah. That's another thing that I think is like men versus women. And this is a big generalization, but anytime Nick and I have like stayed places that are like big, beautiful floor to ceiling windows. And his yeah. reaction is, oh my gosh, how beautiful. Look at the views. I know. And my reaction is they can see me. Yeah. No, 100%. No, I agree. The only time I feel safe with windows is when I'm in like a high, tall building. Exactly. Like, yes. That's the only time. And I know it's because like 
it's not like a modesty thing because I'm not yeah, modest. Not I'm from Florida. <laughs> it's literally like, I don't want someone to see me and then come get me. And yep. it's like, when I'm in an apartment building, you can see me, but you don't know where I live. Like you can't come get me. There's like four doors you have to make your way through. Yep. So like, I feel safe. I don't know. Yeah. And the same thing, that's another thing that, you know, we talked about having to teach our partners, our male partners, like, no, like we keep the doors locked. Like not only do we lock them yeah. step one, but we keep them locked like at all times is I had right. to teach Nick had no idea that you can't have the windows open and the lights on inside in the dark. Cause it's basically right. like a freaking box with me in it. Right. That's like, Hey, look yeah. at this girl. There's a right. Exactly. <laughs> look at that small girl no. up there all by her lonesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to moving out of this house. Cause I, there, a lot of our windows don't have curtains and it's just like, when I turn the lights on, I'm like, exposed. hope people can't see me. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very exposed. Yep. Yeah. So, um, the naked man that we're looking at has Joffrey's face. Um, but it has like bloody scratches on his face yeah. and he's like over by the apple tree. Um, so, Harper calls the police and while the police are on their way, she notices that the front door is slightly open and she runs to go close it and lock it, which is like a terrifying moment. And the man, naked man, sticks his hand through the letterbox and tries to get her. Don't like it. Um, Yeah. And so when the police arrive, they arrest the naked man and one of the arresting officers looks like Joffrey too. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So she's learning like, well, I guess the audience is learning. Everyone has the same fucking face. It's really fucking crazy. It's creepy. Yeah. So now we have the church scene, which I love. So Harper goes to visit the church that's in town and she notices, and I guess the audience is focused on this like fountain at the front of the church. And on one side of the fountain, there's like a carving of a man with a plant face. And on the other side, there's a carving of a woman exposing her labia, mm-hmm. which is like, whoa, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently so that then wasn't she, like, that uncommon in like old English churches. Right. Yes. And we'll talk about that more at the end too. Okay. I'll hold that thought. What it, yeah. What it means and a little tidbit about that too, which is really fun, but So she goes outside of the church. She meets a young boy and it's really disturbing because the boy is wearing a face mask of Marilyn Monroe, but Marilyn Monroe's expression is like a frightened expression and like like a distraught doll. Yeah. Cause she has like her mouth open a little bit and it's just kind of weird and very, you know, not it's terrible. I don't know. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So he takes off the mask and we discover that the boy has the same face as Joffrey and the rest of the men, but like in an uncanny valley, young boy, CGI kind of way. Yeah. It's like aged down and it's terrible. It's honestly terrible CGI. It was like distracting to the point where it took me out of the movie. I feel like that I didn't like that character because I mean, I did like what he said and what he did because I felt like that was also a big um, thing that I feel like women are afraid of, but little boys no, like what he says and does and the way he acts, I think. Um, Oh, and he's like, you want to play hide and seek? Yeah. Like he basically what he does is he asks Harper to play hide and seek with him and she like politely declines and then he keeps pushing her And then he just, like, calls her a stupid bitch and walks off, which is, like, very weird to hear coming from a young boy who just asked to play hide-and-seek. But then you are reminded as a woman that, like, you know, teenage boys are very chaotic and they are both 
children, but also men. And they have tendencies of both children and men. And yep. it's almost like more scary because of that chaos. The worst <laughs> of both worlds. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. Well, because he's a little boy and you're expecting him to be like naive and cute. And then he's like, you stupid bitch. And then he oh, walks yeah. off and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. When I was in college, I had a truck full of young men, boys drive past me. I was like walking to class, but I was kind of on like a side road. Uh, throw a beer can at me. I didn't know any of these people. Oh, no. Throw a beer can at me and all scream, you stupid bitch from their car. Oh, my God. And like cackle and drive off. Was the can empty? No. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, why? Why? That's, like, what? That's my point. It's it's like, there, was, there wasn't a mo. Like, I did not know these people. It was just right. because they could. And because yeah, they thought just it was like fun. imagine a world where there's a role reversal, like like a truckload of women throw a beer can at a man and say something derogatory like that at him. That would just be like so hurtful. Yeah. To witness. You'd be like, is there a gas leak? Like what's going on? And I was just like, I got to be more careful where I'm walking. Isn't that bullshit? It is bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it is definitely bullshit. Yeah, it's really hard, but that one definitely gets you pretty good because he's supposed to be like a young boy. Yeah, but anyway, he's supposed to be a so, kid, and you can't trust those either. You can't. Mm -mm. So she next meets the church's vicar, vicar which mm -hmm. is like the head priest guy, and <laughs> he, of course, I didn't know what a vicar was. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I've never heard this word before. Let me Google it. <laughs> I knew I knew it from Bridget Jones' diary. They taught me that when they had their tarts and vicars party. We, oh my! You God. dress like a whore or like a vicar. Cute. I know. That's a cute. It's theme. a great theme. I like it. <laughs> um. So he looks like the rest of the men with the same fucking face, and he asks her like this whole conversation is the most cringe of any conversation. So oh I'm gonna God, do my best it. to try to depict why it's cringe, but. First, he kind of asks her why she's tormented and you feel like he wants to be empathetic and he's a priest. And so you're like inherently already kind of trusting him. Yeah, you're, sort you're of. supposed to be able to trust those people. Like, that's yeah. the point. Yeah. So he asks her why she's tormented. She says, I'm not tormented that she's more haunted, which makes, you know, the audience feel like, OK, maybe she's just, you know, kind of feeling these emotions over and over and there's not like a strong sense of guilt, even though, you know, we do feel like she's at least a little bit guilty, but his implication I think is that she should have felt more guilty. And that's why he said, you seem tormented. I don't, but I don't feel that she's guilty at all. I think she does feel a little bit guilty. I think that this, well, you know what? I'm keeping it in my body, <laughs> keeping it in until the end. Oh, keeping there's so many in. things we need to talk about at the end. I love it. Um, Okay, so she tells him what happened with her late husband. At first, she seems like he's very empathetic, but then you kind of start get, getting cringe because he's putting his hand on her knee while he's talking to her, which no, is very inappropriate. Not um, ever for any man, especially a priest. Ever, yes. And the yes. way he touches um, her leg is so sinister. Right. It's definitely not like in a friend way no because um, i do the friend touch a lot like i'm guilty of that but it's an arm it's like a shoulder it's like a, a shoulder tap like an lol we've yeah. you know what i mean it's not like i don't hold on right he and it, i feel like a knee thigh. is different knee too. is very different knee is different i feel like you gotta be careful with that yeah um for sure i'll do like an elbow tap if i'm like joshing around with someone like a tap you know what i mean 
Yeah. But to, mm-hmm. to hold on to a woman's thigh as she's telling you the details of her husband's horrific, traumatizing death. No. Very inappropriate for anyone, especially a fucking Especially a someone in authority who's sp- supposed, you're yeah. supposed to be able to trust him. He's asking yeah, you to like open exactly. up. Yeah. Horrifying. He's literally asking you to help him help you oh <laughs> and it's God. not going well. So the conversation then changes to him asking her what she thinks she could have done differently to prevent her husband's suicide. And then he asks if she had just let him apologize for hitting her, if he would still be alive. And he even goes as so far to say that women, men hit women all the time, but it's not a capital offense, which is like the most cringe fucking, oh my God. It's just like escalating and escalating. And she does a great job of keeping her calm and not becoming hysterical. LOL. LOL. I would have been hysterical immediately. Oh my God. I, I've told you I've been called hysterical by a man in authority before, right? <laughs> by a cop. Like, that doesn't. Oh shit, really? By a cop after I got hit by a car. I was in my car and I got hit by another car and I hit my head on the window because of the impact of the unregistered, unlicensed driver behind me slamming into me down a hill and the cop didn't take any witness statements and i i literally can't see like i had to like sign a waiver saying i wouldn't go with the very expensive ambulance and i but i had witnesses in the area who had come and like pulled me out of my car and um i then the cop was like done and i was like yo you need to take witness statements from these people he's like well and he was like well you got hit from behind so clearly you're at fault he said that to me insurance took a different i mean it wasn't my fucking fault long story short but that's not the important part and i was like no 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 like i literally can't see and i'm I'm getting in the car with a stranger to take me to the hospital and i'm like no you need to take witness statements like now and he goes ma'am you're being hysterical (laughs) what what i'm gonna need you to calm down i'm gonna need you to calm down woman who just got hit from behind by this guy who i let go who has his license suspended, doesn't have plates on his car, isn't registered, and he's on that guy's fucking side. Of course. Of course. And I'm literally, I had to, I called him again from the, from the hospital. I was on the hospital phone and they're like, man, we got to get you through the CT scan. I'm like, just a minute. And I'm like, yeah, this is his <laughs> badge like, number. Blah, blah, blah. Get on the phone. He's like, he said it again. You're being hysterical. <laughs> You're being hysterical. I could, I could, I could have murdered someone that day. Oh my god! I was so, so hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hysterical day. I was feeling very hysterical. If only I had been <laughs> pregnant, I would have been fine. <laughs> Fucking gotta weigh down that uterus. Bullshit, men! God damn it! <laughs> oh my god! I love how I love how Kate at before we started recording was like, "Listen, you can't go on your feminist rants like you normally do." <laughs> and this is like all Kate feminist ranting, guys. I'm holding it in check, okay? <laughs> I'm not. I did. I did before we started. I'm like, "Listen, listen, listen, listen. We don't want to ostr- you don't want to ostracize we men. Can't ostracize we don't want to Yeah, we don't want people to think that we're just like getting mad at men for no reason." I'm like, "So here are my grievances with men." <laughs> You're like, so about this time, some man called me hysterical. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, but women don't fucking say that shit. Like, women would never. So funny. They would never. (laughs) 
Oh, it makes me so goddamn mad. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's another reason why I really like um, I really like Harper's character because she never plays into that gender role. Like she's always really calm, really collected, like her emotions never get the better of her for the most part. Isn't that so, annoying that you have to do that, though? It's like you have to be so even keel, even when a a man wouldn't be because you will be called emotional, yeah. hysterical, all this yeah. bullshit. That's my favorite thing to do to men who are getting in a in a tizzy agitated like, yeah and men who are getting agitated more like calm. do we need yeah. to talk about this when you're less emotional Ooh, they don't like that <laughs> um yeah using the word emotional that's the key they don't like it they don't like we when love that it. turntable turns <laughs> oh how the turntables have <laughs> can i does that count as ariana mentions the office i'm gonna count it Click. <laughs> wait that's i mentioned the, the office literally this morning on the discord <laughs> <laughs> well it's on the bingo card <laughs> I posted that gif that's like um, Gabe showing Aaron like a list of movies and her like being really upset about it. And it's like when people when I try to get people to watch A24 movies with me. I posted that meme like months ago on Instagram. (laughs) I was like, yes, this is me today. Literally trying to get Will to watch this fucking movie with me. Click. Didn't happen. The office. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. You got that one. Um, Winning. Yeah. So. Are you? I don't think you are, I don't Kate. think I am either. I want to show you mine. I'm two away from bingo on a couple of areas. I'm one away from bingo on a couple of areas. You're one away from bingo? Yep. I'm one away in a couple areas, and I'm two away in two areas. Damn! Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Kate's trying to keep it in check and not say her normal things. I am. So I'm like, I can't win. say any of my little little things, <laughs> my little Kateisms. Yeah. All right. So Harper tells the vicar to fuck off yeah. and then storms away. After she leaves, did you notice after she leaves what he does? Yes, I did. How could I not? It was disgusting and I wanted (laughs) to throw up. (laughs) He like horrifically leans over and like pets the bench where she was sitting and then very grotesquely like puts his fingers in between the slats of where she was sitting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's one way to put it, I guess. I like threw up in my mouth, but yeah, it was kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah, you know that yeah. TikTok kind of like... sound that's you might not, but I know it well. And it's I need a gun, and it's just like that in like a very cheerful voice. No, that's, but that's great. That's how I felt watching this whole fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, I need a gun. I need a fucking gun. <laughs> I gotta kill this man. I gotta kill this vicar. I gotta kill the creepy kid. They all gotta die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then Harper decides to go to a pub and grab a beer after all this shit goes down. Yeah, bless and her. Let her have a drink. God damn. I know this poor girl, like she can't fucking catch a break. So while she's there, she sees Joffrey again and he, the bartender and a few of other men in the bar all have his face, it's which weird. is really crazy. It's and like nightmarish. It's like, it, like nightmare the, the, fuel. Bar t- the bar people, bar patrons, patrons, the bar patrons, patrons? are like NPCs almost. Like what's an NPC? Oh, you don't play video games. Um, <laughs> is a, that a video game thing? It is a non-playing character, so like a randomly generated townie. Oh, but okay. they're all him, which is horrible. Like an extra? Sure, like an extra in a video game. Like a video okay. game extra. Yes, got it. Just okay. not okay. the main character. <laughs> okay, girl. Okay, yeah, sure. sure. Um, <laughs> Then the police officer with Joffrey's face who arrested the naked guy walks into the bar and 
he tells Harper that unfortunately they had to release that naked guy an hour prior because they didn't have enough evidence of wrongdoing to keep him in custody. And Harper is pissed and she storms out because she's like, fuck, now this guy's going to fuck with me again. And she writes. And they're making jokes about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like, LOL. What did he even do? And they're like, what? Because just because he took an apple. He reached his hand in my letterbox. Not a crime, apparently. Not a crime. He has to actually like grab hold of your flesh or else it doesn't count, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like. It sucks because I feel like a lot of people report feeling unsafe and feeling crimes to the police. And it's true. They can't really prosecute people until something happens. But it's like, cool, I guess we're just going to wait till something happens. They wait. That's the thing. You're waiting until something happens. Why isn't any you you don't have a cop that can like patrol this area that can just hang out around her estate where you just let loose this crazy guy and just the absolute gaslighting i can't handle it yeah and like they're mm-hmm. the, the joking the men joking about it and being like oh he took an apple oh arrest him he's scrumping yeah which is a delightful term <laughs> i just learned scrumping. i know i had to google it he's he scrumped an apple arrest him post haste yeah. and i'm like he's <laughs> also like naked like pressing his genitals against my window and sticking his hand in my letterbox so yeah he's also clearly like they kept joking about his mental state and it's like, well, that's not very funny. Yeah. Also he's, if he's not mentally well, like we can't assume that he's going to act like a normal person. Even the female cop, the female cop, whenever she's like taking the record from her, like right after they catch the guy is like, he's, you know, he seems harmless, which is like based on what? I know. Yeah. That's the problem. I think it, it kind of sucked because you wanted that cop, female cop to be like more on her side but she was just like very splitting the difference like you could tell she was like i understand how this is frustrating and upsetting like she at least said that much but then she was also like it's fine he's harmless and it's like okay he's great. not you don't know that he's harmless ever yeah i don't like anyone saying that because like the you can't fuck know he anything is, right i have to prove mm-hmm. he's violent you prove he's fucking harmless how about that not so easy is it if he's reaching into your letterbox of your house, like that is enough for me to say, like, that's like a, a physical threat. I feel if like he's walking around naked on my property. That's a physical threat. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that not indecent exposure? I don't know, man. Like, do they not have rules against that? They're like, he's just a little kooky. Oh, yeah. He was probably how casual. Like, oh, yeah. He was probably sleeping in the railroad station abandoned in the woods. And I'm like, that's not a normal thing you should be scared of that also he has cuts on his face like for this guy's own physical health like i feel like you should keep him in custody like help him you know Mm -hmm. but obviously he's a part of all of this nightmare fuel and it's not really a person so i don't know why we're arguing about this i know (laughs) well it's because that shit does happen where they're like oh you know what he was he was following you and he made you feel creeped out like i can't arrest him for that it's like, yeah, but yeah. maybe we take my concerns seriously. Yeah, yeah. For maybe real. we protect me a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we talk to him. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just so sick of having to wait until, you know, I'm locking doors behind me before a police <laughs> officer does anything. You know what I mean? Like, that's bullshit. I know. I know. It does suck. It sucks. I feel like the system just sucks. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want to... I mean, if someone hasn't done anything, like misunderstandings happen, like I get it. But at the same time, it's like there needs to be a better system. There's no harm in protecting women. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's very frustrating. That being said, like, I would have definitely like not blaming her by any means, but I would have absolutely booked it out of that Airbnb like a long time ago. Like she's much stronger than me. I would have been like, I'm leaving. Like the first time that naked guy did that, I'd be like, I'm done. I'm out. Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, she's just like, she's like, I want one thing. And it's to be at this nice, this nice Airbnb that she even said like that she spent too much money on. It's way too grand for one person. But she's like, I just this is all that I want is to fucking relax in the goddamn English countryside. And I'm not going to let this guy ruin it. Like, I'm not going to let him ruin it. I'm going to go to the pub filled with his face and have a drink and everything's (laughs) going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. So she calls Riley, which is kind of like a splitting the middle. You know, she doesn't leave but she also is like come fucking stay with me so her friend riley offers to drive up to the country and spend the rest of her vacation with her first of all love riley riley is a true friend yep. uh second for real so there's this moment where she's trying to give riley the address to where she's staying yeah and i choked on my own spit a bit because i was like why doesn't she already have that information Mm, that's a good point yeah i didn't think about that well you should ariana yeah well kate i can track you on your phone oh do you track me (laughs) yeah that makes me feel safe (laughs) like i love that you can track me too oh excellent okay good okay good we share our location with each other that's how i literally knew you were going to be at that airbnb and i hid in your closet okay well maybe you use it for good next time but God damn it. I also used it for the surprise party I threw you in vet school, too. Uh, I watched you come to my house. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Have you been tracking me that long? Yes. I forget why, but I think we shared it because we were like when we went on vacation together to like Florida or something, Mm -hmm. we had like shared our locations at one point. And like once you share your location until you like physically deny sharing your location, like you always will share it. Like I have like you and like my family members and like my old roommates and stuff on there. Yeah, you can keep mine. I want you to know where I am at all times. Great. I want to scare you. No, uh, Ariana, do not make me cancel this. (laughs) I need you to know so I don't get mend. (laughs) God. I love it. Yes. But anyway, she's like a badass bitch. Riley's like, I'll fucking come up there and I'll fucking chop his dick off. Yeah, she's like, I'll take that axe that's behind you and I'm going to chop his dick off and make him choke on it. I'm like, add a girl. Yeah. Classic. That's like something me and Kate would say to each other. A hundred percent. I loved that moment. And I did. I liked it because it made it kind of solidified a point of this movie, which is like the point of the movie is not women are helpless. Like that is not the point of the movie. But we are constantly victimized. And that's not our fucking yeah. fault. But we are constantly mm-hmm. prey. And I hate it. Yeah, it does suck. It's like just how it is, though. It's just like you can't it's like you want men to be more aware that this is the problem, but it's also like, I also don't want this to be the problem. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to be doing this. This isn't fun for me. I don't yeah. like having to send my address and my Uber location to everyone. I'm tired of doing that. <laughs> I love how I start this podcast by being like, Ariana, we're not going to make generalizations <laughs> about men. We're not going to make this about how men are scary. Cause like, that's not even what this is about really. <laughs> and I'm like, let me explain to you how fucking scary men are. I know. That's why I fucking love this. It's so, so great. I didn't want to, I didn't want that to be all that we talked about. Cause to me, it's so duh, but I do. I want any men listening to this podcast to understand like Ariana saw it. Like I'm legitimately afraid. Yeah. Like legit afraid. Like just yeah. in my day to day life of what men are going to do to me. I know. I get it. Yeah. Because they've tried to pull shit. <laughs> 
and I'm so sick of having to be on the defense. I'm sick of having to know where the axe is in the room. I'm sick of having to take my taser on a walk with me into the English countryside. I'm just sick of it. Dude, I know. Same here. It really does suck, but, you know, it is what it is. We can't change it, I guess. That's a terrible outlook, Ariana. (laughs) I mean, it's true, but it's like, what are we going to do besides as a gender become more like set harder boundaries. Like that's the only thing I can think of that would fix it. I don't want it to be on me. I'm tired of it being on our gender. Well, it's not on our gender, but I think, I think part of it is like having men at least understand that they don't always know where we're coming from for reasons beyond their control. Like it's impossible for you to understand how we've grown up and how like our lives have differed. Like I understand that that's different, but you also need to understand that that's different and some things that you're comfortable with, we can't be comfortable with and have like the slightest amount of empathy towards that would be amazing. That would be great. Just like a touch <laughs> of empathy. And as women, we will be more direct with you. That's the trade off. <laughs> How about this? How about start calling out toxic masculinity more among your peers? How about one of your friend makes yeah. a creepy joke? You call them out on it and make them uncomfortable and make that less normal and make it more weird. Yeah. To be honest with you like I feel like it's I feel like our generation is doing a lot better with that like I feel like our generation is at least not being like overtly like that I've like for me I think what's more coming to mind is like feeling unsafe when you're walking around and like like the thing that came to mind was like when we were in London me and Rachel when we went um before coming to Italy to see you guys like we were literally in London for less than I shit you not 10 minutes and we were walking around and there was a guy following us yep and me and Rachel, and by me and Rachel, I mean me because I have PTSD. I'm like hyper aware of everything. Mm-hmm. And I've, this has been many times where I've been like, Rachel, that guy's following us. And then we like stop and do something. But this guy, we stopped. He stopped with us. We crossed the street. He crossed the no. street. Like we stopped and listened to a guy like doing like a street performer thing. He stopped. So literally me and Rachel were like, we need to confront this guy because like we're in a crowded area. What is he going to do? Mm-hmm. Like abduct us like whatever we literally stopped we made both made eye contact and we were like what's your problem like can we help you and he turned around he had a backpack on he put like a baseball cap on that he'd been carrying around he put sunglasses on and walked the other direction oh my god yeah i'm just like see i feel i feel like it's hard in that moment to like be rude and like stand up for yourself because you're always afraid of like being seen as rude or starting shit well, or escalating we're and it's trained like not it's like women aren't supposed to be like that women are supposed to be soft and sweet but that's the thing is we need to rewrite that for sure i think like i think we need to let go of giving a shit and why that's it's not a it's not a bad thing like for you to be very direct with people and be like is there a reason you're following me mm-hmm. like that's not rude that's just being like listen this is what i've noticed like yep you think like a man would do the same thing yep. and that's not rude. No, it's not rude. I and that's and that's something that women need you're right, women need to do that more too cuz I've definitely been with friends who I have made comments to men that were being creepy or been like back off or been like I'm not comfortable around that guy and they've kind of wanted to like soften and be like, "Oh, like it's not a big deal, like you don't don't embarrass me." You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's no. not cool and that's perpetuating a major problem. No, I agree completely. I think it's, it's just, it's really hard. And I think we need to give up the idea that it needs to be like a polite thing. Like, I forget, I was reading about like, um, and I think you guys probably talked about it too, in one of your and Emma's um, 
uh, podcasts about, I think it was called like, uh, like intuition or something yes. like feeling like there is this science. huge stigma. Yeah. That you in a moment of danger, you will feel like you're in danger, but there's like half the time you're going to go along with it anyway. And the only reason is because you don't want to be rude. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I could literally give a fuck. Like I will be rude to everyone. I don't Ooh, care. I have one. Another thing that yeah. happened. I think I told you about this. I was at, I was in Florida and in Destin and I was there for uh, like continuing education classes. So I was there for like school for classes, vet classes. Um, yeah. And I was walking around the boardwalk area and I was alone because I had traveled just with a friend who was doing other continuing education stuff. And I was having a great time. I was like getting, you know, getting drinks at different places and like popping around, yeah. had my book. I was grooving. I was so happy. Aww, yeah. I was having you. the best time by myself. And I was like, wow, this right. is so great. And then I was listening to like an artist. There was like someone playing the guitar. I lost track of time. The sun went down, which you don't uh, let that happen when you're alone. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid yeah. that you be out after dark and be a single yeah. lady on your own. And yeah. this, I, w I was FaceTiming Nick and I was like, oh, like, look, look, look how cute this area is. And this guy walked past and he walked past three times before I noticed him. Mm. And mm -hmm. he had a flower and he came up to me and he thought I was on the phone. He thought I was taking selfies because he goes, <laughs> I know. Course. And I was like, and he, th so he thought I was taking selfies and he came up and he's like, oh, like, you shouldn't be taking photos by yourself. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're like, about? I'm not, bitch. Right. Keep I was walking. like, I was just like, what? <laughs> and then he gave me a, f like a flower and he's like, you should wear this. And then something, something. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, I remember thinking it was like so stupid. This is such a Florida story. When Kate told me this where I was like, everything about this is a Florida moment. Never going back to Florida. It was horrible. And <laughs> I was like, I didn't think it was a big deal because there were still people in the area. And I like showed it to Nick. I'm like, look at this fucking weirdo. Give me a flower. And I, I put it like behind my ear. I'm like, are you jealous of my boyfriend? Yeah. Like I wasn't threatened. And then I was like, okay, gotta go. And I hung up the phone or whatever. And I looked up and I realized that most people had left. Uh, and yeah. I was just on a bench by myself and that guy walked by three more times and there was no one else around. There was no, he wasn't with anyone. There was no reason that he should have been in that area at all. And I yeah. like ran into the closest store I could find, which was an abandoned arcade. What the fuck? Am I in a nightmare? Oh my God. It was terrible. I took a video of it because yeah. it was awful. And then I waited until I saw like another person go by and I like ran with them to the nearest bar. And, I, and they were they were trying to charge me a cover. I'm like, no, I need to just get inside. And like they let me inside, but they were acting really weird about it. And then I asked my friend, I was like, you need to come pick me up. I'm not walking back to the hotel. And when she picked me up, I was like, there was this creepy guy. And she like made a whole like joke about it and was like, what? Did you think he was going to like kill you? Do you think he was going to rape you? And I was like, yes. What? That's crazy. Yeah, like everything in my brain was like, you need to get like you need to run. You need to get out of this situation. Right. Like you're not safe. Yeah. And that situation has intuition. happened to all of the women in my family for good reason. Yeah. From creepy circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, at least as if I could have had a friend that was like, oh my God, yeah. what did he look like? I'm so glad you're okay. So yeah, yeah, let's normalize trusting our intuition. How about that? Yeah. That's a good point. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. If you're feeling unsafe in any scenario, that's all the reason you need to ditch your politeness yep. and get out of that scenario. 
I'd rather look stupid than go to a second location. Know what I mean? I will, yeah, I will look stupid any day. Any I don't day. Give a fuck. I do that. I will look rude. On I accident. Will be bitch. I don't care. Yeah, for real. Every day. <laughs> stupid. Ugh. All right. Well, let's get back, back to the <laughs> fictional trauma. Back to that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so she's texting Riley her address and her phone glitches again and we see a scary face on FaceTime again and then she ends up just sending Riley her um, location and Riley just starts texting back her like profanity and you can tell it's like not Riley texting and it's just like... She texts, I wrote it down because it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I already know where you are. In all caps, yeah. No, I don't like that. Yeah. And then the next part was like, you dumb bitch or something, which is like what that little boy said, the little boy had said. Yeah. So we are no longer trusting technology. We are no longer trusting any reality because we don't really know what's going on. No, no idea. Yeah. So then shit gets real. So the outside light flickers and Harper looks outside and she sees the policeman standing there, which I think is very clever because like out of all of these men, mm-hmm. she probably trusts him the most. Mm-hmm. So she goes outside. She asks what he's doing there and he says nothing and it's creepy as fuck. And he's just staring at her. And then the light flickers again and he's gone. Um, like it. in a impossible second, like not like, Oh, it turns off for like a good five seconds and then turns on and he's gone and he ran away. Like literally it's like flicker and he's gone. Super like, natural oh, so he was gone. never there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then she turns around to go back to the house and then the light comes on again and she sees one of the men that she had seen at the bar with the same face as everybody oh and he's running at her. Oh my God. The running so is she so like, fucking tr- triggering <laughs> so fucking and horrible. Great. Oh, my God. Because it's like one moment. It's scary because it's a scary man outside, like just lurking and being creepy. Like that's half the movie. But the other half is he's running right at you. Physically intimidating. Yes. He's totally sprinting at her. And I hate when they do this in horror movies, but they do it all the fucking time where like someone's running at you and you have to like run away and lock the door behind you. This is what I mean by nightmare. Like it feels like you're in a nightmare. Like you have to get to the door and shut it and lock it before they get you. Like anyone who has a sibling understands the terror that is that moment. Being like chased. your siblings chasing you and you have to like get away and close the door and lock it behind you. Like, oh my God, yes, that's exactly the feeling. Did you ever play that game, though? The like, oh, no, like how fast can you unlock your door before someone gets you? Is that not a game other people play? <laughs> yeah. So so this is a game that it's not just me. I've seen it on TikTok, too. But I think it's a, a weird sibling okay. thing where you like you play a game which is like how fast can you get the keys in the like un- unlock a door with keys get in and shut it and lock it like can you do it faster that sounds like an unnecessary stressful event yeah. that i don't need so the last time i t- asked someone if they played that game or when i was like no i embarrass myself every day this was one of those days and i was like you know that game you play with your sibling and he goes i think that's a compulsion <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, this—that's th- not a game, is it? Oh wait, that's not normal. Oh, I have oh, anxiety. Oh, that's thank you. me manifesting okay. anxiety. Sweet. <laughs> but that moment in Barbarian, like when she's trying to get yes. in her house, that was exactly what it is. Yes. It's like, unlock your door, get in. Maybe that's when we were talking about it because that was really scary when the guy's like coming at her. But oh anyway. yeah, whenever I first told you about the fun game. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you, it, you'll you'll learn that you're not as fast as you think you are. Is all I'm saying. I I know I'm not fast. You know my my uh, go to is run. If someone was yeah. running at me, I would just Continue sprint to away run. because 
I could probably outrun anyone. You probably, you, so you're <laughs> a lot um, healthier than I am. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get, get behind inside. something. You're trying to be the horror movie girl trope where you run up the stairs when someone's downstairs. If up is away Why? from them, probably. Why are you going upstairs? There's no escape. The it's roof. so frustrating. The roof? The roof. <laughs> no one's going to save you. Listen, I'm just roof. getting as far away from point A as I can. No. Nah, That's all that nah. I can think about. But... <laughs> If I'm fast enough and if I've practiced, <laughs> that sounds so terrible. Then, then I can lock the door. It sounds like, no, you need to not do that. Yeah. That's, that's so stressful. Yeah, probably not good. I should probably stop that one. But I know other people are doing it too. I know other people have played yeah. this game. So it's not just me. A lot of people have anxiety. Yeah, we all need to be on Prozac. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she runs away from that guy. She slams the front door. She locks it and she arms herself with a knife. Thank God. I love when final girls get the knife i'm like get the fucking knife the whole time i'm like arm yourself bitch i'm surprised that's not on my bingo card over here to be honest yeah ariana celebrates a weaponized woman get the fucking knife (laughs) ariana's got two she's got one in each hand right now and we're just recording yeah for real for real so the window in the kitchen breaks and she's like scared and she's hiding behind like the kitchen island and she sees a chair thrown to the floor. And then suddenly the landlord, Joffrey, arrives and he's like comes in the front door and she like goes to find him. And he goes in the house and he finds that the window was broken from a crow mm-hmm. that had smashed itself into the window, which doesn't really make sense Top because speed, like this crow. Yeah, because the chair is falling over. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, the noises you're hearing, it's, like, not from a crow. So you're like, okay, like, what can I trust? All of this is unreal and not this actually is when it starts. reality. I feel like yeah. whenever the light goes out and the policeman is gone, but it's like you don't have time to process that before, like, screaming right. man is running at you. So it's like right. when the crow happens is when it all kind of starts to settle and you're like, this doesn't yeah. make sense. You're like, what? This is too supernatural. Like, what am it's I like dealing with here? It's like stacking on each other. Yes. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, you can't trust any of it. But so Joffrey's there. He euthanizes the crow by wringing its neck, mm. which was kind of rough to watch. Um, then he volunteers to go into the garden to make sure the coast is clear, which is more of a show than anything because he doesn't really fucking look. Um, I think and that while- was realistic to me because men be like that, though. Men be like that. That's what I mean, though. Like, that's literally the point is like men will be like, I'll go look. And then they don't fucking look everywhere. Like we saw in fucking your next when he's yep. like, I'll go look upstairs. And then he didn't look everywhere. And then the f- it's terrible. It's like you. Di- yeah, it's because they're doing it's like they're doing more of a show about how masculine they are, which is where yeah. we talk about like toxic what masculinity. Right. Like <laughs> that. Yeah. This is what we mean. But men do that. And like, and she's like, don't come in. She's like ignoring the fact that there might be someone in the house at all. Like, he's like, oh, I don't think you're a liar. But then calls her a liar, yeah. essentially. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. I hate it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, Joffrey's role is like so close to being a benevolent role. But then like he so gets close. it wrong every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, a good way just- of putting it. He's just a little bit gaslighting. Yep. He's just a Gets little up bit to bat and just untrusting. Whoosh. Yeah. And you're like, mm, you are trying and he's trying to be a good guy, but he's not succeeding. But um, like, is this even Joffrey at this point? Right. Like, well, I think Joffrey doesn't exist. Is that what you think? I think differently. Yeah. You think Joffrey exists and everyone else is Joffrey? 
I think Joffrey exists, but I don't think that anything that's going on right now is actually happening. Oh, yeah. No, no. I don't even think the apples exist because apples are not ripe in the springtime. <gasps> so that's where I'm at. Oh, OK. <laughs> I Unreliable narrator from the beginning. Yes, for sure. But there yeah. are some things that are corroborated by other witnesses, not just fucking Jeff, the landlord. Or is that her thinking that they're corroborated by their witnesses? Who knows? My brain hurts. We'll never know. So the lights flicker again. And then when the lights come back on, Joffrey is turned into the naked man. Great. So we have no idea who anyone is. So the naked man now has plants growing out of his face. Oh, that we see (laughs) him put in there. Yeah. So he... And in a random tangential scene, he fully cuts open his forehead and then like plants a leaf in there. And so at this point, he has like sticks and leaves growing out of his face Mm -hmm. and he's starting to kind of look like the plant man image that was carved into the fountain at the church. So you're like, okay, like maybe this is where this is going. This is the moment where you're like, am I smart enough for the rest of this movie? Because I see what you're trying to do, but I don't know if I'm catching it. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. It's like, I spent so much time looking into the allegories of this movie and I'm still confused. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, So then he fucking blows a handful of dandelion seeds at Harper and Harper inhales one. So... What the fuck? I guess this is like the third time we see dandelion seeds in this movie. Fourth time we see dandelion seeds in this movie. So we get it. Dandelion, springtime, rebirth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So then she runs back into the house and locks the door. But now she has a dandelion seed in her Get it out. So she's probably going to get sick. Get it out. (laughs) Get it out. So the plant, green plant man, reaches his arm into the letter box again. They make those litter boxes way too big. Yeah, that's a good point. Why is it so big? So big. So Harper stabs the man's forearm. Oh my God. And he pulls his hand back out of the letter box with the knife still in place, oh which completely bisects his forearm. Oh my God. Um, and then blood everywhere. We love it. The young boy is suddenly in the house and he's playing with the dead crow. And the young boy has a similar arm injury to the green man. So you're like, okay, all these people are the same person, I guess. Oh my God. And then he asks Harper to play hide and seek again with him. And she shuts the door. So fucking scary. Yeah. Like she sort of starts to play, but then she doesn't. And she ends up running up the stairs, which pisses me off. I'm like, stop running up the stairs. Bitch, I'm just running away from that Get thing. <laughs> <laughs> Run out of There's the house. There's a little dead boy down there. <laughs> There's a little boy playing with a dead crow who wants to play hide who and seek and get downstairs. Out. Oh my god! So she runs. The kid will be on the roof. I'm on the, find me on the roof. <laughs> so she runs upstairs into the bathroom, and then the bathroom door opens, and we see the vicar uh-huh. with the same arm injury. And this is the worst part of the movie. This, this is, is the worst part. Content warning. Um. So he quotes a few creepy poems. Yeah. To Harper, are you familiar with what poems these are? I knew you would be, so I didn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me teach Ariana's you. Ariana's got it. <laughs> I love it. I immediately am like Googling what this is. So I'm surprised you don't already know from some like fucking folk horror lit class I you do. took. Part of it. <laughs> me. Part of it I know already. So the quote that he says first, he says, a shudder in the loins engenders there 
the broken wall, the burning roof and tower, and Agamemnon dead. So. Which sounds like a clusterfuck of words, but it's from Lita and the Swan by William Butler Yeats. Sure. Yeats. Um, you, are you familiar with Lita and the Swan no. and that story from mythology? Okay. It's a story from Greek mythology. Oh, wait. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Fuck. Wait. <laughs> this is a bad one. Yeah, I mean, it's a rape story, as the majority of them are. Oh, fuck. Is, so this is a story where the queen of Sparta is raped by Zeus, who is manifesting as a swan. Oh, my God. I, okay. And so I'm, <laughs> I want to throw up because I just watched this movie. So I know what he says immediately after he says that poem. Yeah. And now yeah. it's scary. Yeah, he says he's a swan. <laughs> yeah, no. so he basically tells her in a poetic way that he's about to rape her. Oh my God. Great. Now I have a reason to watch it a third time and get even more horrific shit out of it. I'm telling yep. you, every on each, thank God I own it because you can only buy it. <laughs> no, you can watch it all the time. God. We love it. All right, so that's one poem he says. The second poem, he says, this is more Greek and Roman mythology. It's what I'm here for. I fucking love it. So Awful. he says, I must be one that cannot win, yet lost were I not one, for beauty hath created been till undo or be undone. What's that from? So that also sounds like a clusterfuck. So it's a poem called Ulysses and the Siren by Samuel Daniel. And this line in particular is a siren talking. Do you know what a siren is? I'm assuming you do. Yeah, like sexy, evil mermaids of death. Yes, exactly. Um... So she's unable to lure Ulysses to her. So she says that she will go to him and then either undo him or be undone. So basically it's like Kill or be killed. the sirens face off with Ulysses. Scary. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I think because of what we'll talk about at the end, um, this comes back in part of what I researched and thought about for the metaphorical side of things oh my god okay very fucking I'm cool. trying to hold um, it all in it's so much i know I'm still i know thinking about the swan i'm still horrified by that realization i know i know the second he said i am a swan i was like oh he's fucking referencing lita in the well, swan i thought about i thought about that story but i didn't know the poem i didn't know it was a poem so i just thought yeah. about it just from you know swan yeah. creepy that triggers this part of my brain which is that story like about zeus yeah <laughs> rapist swans yeah mm -hmm. yeah not good but basically this scene is super cringe because i feel like at the heart of women's subtle subconscious fear of men there is this thing that exists where men will guilt women into feeling like they're the reason for sexual assault. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's There's so many marches about it where people wore what they were wearing when they were assaulted. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful, especially when you see the amount of like people wearing like children's clothing. Oh my God, I just got chills. That's like, horrible. Oh, I was wearing like overalls. That's I was 13. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So yeah, this was a really horrific scene to watch him. And I didn't, I didn't get the poetry reference. I got that he was a threat. And him essentially yeah. blaming her for putting all these sorts of crazy thoughts in his head. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like this whole scene outside of like the poems and stuff, like you could tell he's basically telling her like, and he's a priest too at this moment. So imagine that because that's extra fucking creepy is he's basically like, I 
didn't have these thoughts before you. And now this is what you're doing to me. And Mm -hmm. this is like extra fucked up, um, for her to hear that. And for women in the audience to hear that, because that's like one of my most ragey moments is when people imply that horrifying. And you can see her getting so tired. Like as all this is happening, as it's getting more and more surreal, she's just like fatiguing. Yeah, She's not even fighting it anymore. She's just like, I guess this is happening to me. I, can't fight it because i don't understand it nope like yeah you're not gonna win this it's very clear like yeah what's gonna happen is gonna happen right exactly um so at the climax of the movie he does rape her for a second or like Um, he attempts to yeah i think the implication is that he does no i don't think so i don't think he got close enough because of what she was doing i think he did because he the way he like has a noise makes me think he actually did penetrate, which is like a gross way to say that. Ugh, he's making like noises the whole time, though. I think he does penetrate her slightly and she you could tell she's like in pain, too. Um, oh, I thought anyway. she was wincing because of what she's doing at that moment. No, she hadn't done it yet. Oh, yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. So I think he does rape her like once and then she stabs him in the stomach so he penetrates her and then she stabs him and then she escapes the house but like the way this works out is like it makes you really respect her as a character because you can tell she's almost like just fucking do it so you can get close enough to me that i can stab you and it's just like very low drama it's just like fucking do it you know like i'm just gonna get this over with i've told you i've shown you i have this yeah yeah i'm it's gonna go into your body it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. yeah so she just like does it and leaves um and while she's attempting to drive away from the village she all of a sudden he's in the middle of the road joffrey's in the middle of the road so she accidentally hits him and then she feels bad so she stops of course i'm like bitch keep fucking driving she fucking stops right exactly so he's gets up he pulls her out of the car throws her to the ground and then gets in the car and drives away and you're like okay like i guess he just like stole her car but then she's like standing there like in shock and then all of a sudden the car comes back Mm -hmm. and he chases her down with the car until he crashes into a stone doesn't this feel like a nightmare it feels like i am having a dream (laughs) like he gets in a car and is trying to run me down yes i mean that's the best part of this movie is that it like cuts to your subconscious to the point where you feel like these people know your deepest fears it's oh just God. crazy you see why, why i wasn't I like, like in like a great this. mood when we started recording <laughs> <laughs> kate was fully traumatized when we first started recording i was like kate we have to get on right now you're feeling a lot of emotions let's just do it <laughs> i was like let's just talk about something happy for a minute and you're yeah. like no yeah I'm like, no, One, two, three, let's fucking record. rage. Yeah. I like, love God it. damn it. The car was so, just so fucking scary because it's like, no, he's not. Oh, the car gonna, got you. It's like almost funny. It's so incredibly not fair to her. <laughs> yeah. She well, can't she catch a fucking like, break. Run to the side. Like, I know there was like a fence, but like, I don't know. The whole time I was like, why are you running straight? Like, run to the side. I thought the same. What are you going to do? <laughs> She's just tired, man. She's like, now I'm She's running tired. from a car. She can't make decisions. Didn't know I was going to be doing that. <laughs> well, shit's about to get even more real. Yes, so. it is. We love it. This is the, this is the third act that I was talking about that I still don't understand. But anyway, so Oof. he has crashed the car. He exits the car. He is now full green man form. His face is a full plant. <laughs> and he approaches Harper <laughs> And all of a sudden, his ankle just, like, fucking snaps sideways. Oh, my God. It's and awful. 
Then suddenly the green man is very pregnant and gives birth to the young boy. It's awful. With Joffrey's face. She's saying it so quickly. It doesn't happen quickly. (laughs) It's a slow birth. It's so... They... Listen, they zoom in on the vagina giving birth. So just... Oh, my God. That's underneath his penis. Yes. Content warning. He sprouts a vagina. Oh, my God. And they show that. And then they show an adult man giving birth to a teenage boy. I can't handle it. (laughs) And then the best part is that the fucking teenage boy then gives birth to the vicar. I want to throw up. I can't handle this. Out of a random vagina he grows on the back of his neck. And they get so so big for their bodies because they're filled with grown men. That's the thing is like the first giving birth you're like what the fuck and then it just keeps happening like they just all give birth to each other and, and it's they're not all like s- it like gets faster right it's the same it's, it's the slow. same thing again it's rough it's they're sprouting vaginas from all parts on their body like it's not even like a vagina every time it's like a vagina on the neck it's like a vagina on the back the back like there's one where he gives birth out of his mouth oh like my God. it's just psychotic psychotic um, it's crazy alex what are you doing to us <laughs> i'm here for it God. um so then the last person who's given birth is joffrey and then joffrey births james out of joffrey's mouth if so, you've forgotten james is the bad husband james is the if all of this has distracted you from how much this girl has been through in her real life yeah, irl <laughs> irl james is her dead ass husband oh my god and he and he comes out like breached he's like feet first which is he's worse first. so funny it's so much it's worse so funny uh kate let me tell you so i've been telling my mom to watch this movie since i saw it in theaters and she's always like wanted to watch it but she doesn't know how to buy shit on amazon prime so today i texted her and i was like jules i bought it access our amazon prime and watch it with me and she watched it at the same time as <gasps> me and was texting me as she was watching it. So this is the point where she texts me, this is why you don't want kids, right? <laughs> Actually, I wasn't at this point yet. She was like 10 minutes ahead of me. And I was like, I know what she's watching right now. No, I just don't want to give birth to my ex-boyfriend. I don't want to have a random vagina come out of my back. No. That stretches to the size of an adult man. No, that's okay. And I told I love Rory Kinnear, but I don't want it to have his adult face. I don't I don't want to have an adult <laughs> man with Rory Kinnear. No face. disrespect. We love Rory Kinnear. <laughs> but there are limits. Oh. And no. birthing him is where I stop. We don't birth them. No. Yeah, we don't want to birth you. Sorry. Anyway, so after that trauma, you as the audience member are just like so in shock. There's just like too much to process. Like I like I had told Kate, I've been keeping up with that point. Like up to then I was like, okay, we have Christian imagery, mm-hmm. we have pagan imagery, we have rebirth, we have whatever. And then all of a sudden we have grown men giving birth to grown men. Um so I'm like I'm I'm out. I'm I out. <laughs> I'm still out. I don't fucking understand this at all. But so then we have Harper and James. So James has just been given birth to. He's fully naked. He's covered in blood. He's still has the wounds of what he had when he died, which is the arm that split in half, which is what she did to the man. 
Um, and then a broken ankle, which is what happened right before the pregnancy scene. Um, so he has sustained the injuries that he had when he died. And that's the whole point. It's like, these men are James, whatever. So Harper and James are sitting on the couch in the living room and she asks him what he wants from her. And he just states that he wants her love. And she just goes, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> she's, she's not like, she says nothing else besides. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's just exhausted. Like She's so exhausted at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and we are all also exhausted at that point. It's intense. This is where Kate cries. <laughs> Kate cries at this moment. <laughs> I'm going to cry so, again. So the next scene is Harper outside twirling a small clover covered in blood. And then Riley shows up. And Fucking we finally, as the audience, bitch. I know, right? Well, it's three hours later. Yeah. She shows up and the audience discovers that Riley is pregnant, yeah. which is something we didn't know because she had just been FaceTiming. And then Riley follows the blood trail to find Harper, who smiles when she sees her. Oh, my God. My heart. And then the movie ends. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> la, la, la. My heart hurts for Harper. Yeah. When she just... So the, the whenever good. I can't. The what do you want? Because this whole time is like she's kind of screaming at these figures like, what do you want? Like, what are, why are you doing this to me? And then finally it's her husband and she's just like, and he's like showing, he's still trying to guilt her. Yep. He's dead. And he's still like, look at my hand. Like you made me do this. Look at my ankle. Yep. The doctors say that like my, all my organs like smushed on impact. Like, don't you feel bad? Like you made me do this. And then she's like, why are you doing it? And after he says all that, he's like, love, I love you. You know, I want your love. Oh my God. She's just like, but the way she says, yeah, you like know she knew he was going to say that. Yes, because that's what he always does is he hurts her and then he manipulates her into staying by being like, no, like, I love you. Can't you tell I this love you? This is what you? I need. I need love like from you. See, I didn't take it as like, I love you. I took it as like, I need you to love me. It's kind of it's kind of twisted with that kind of person. So that kind of person that that kind of person thinks that's what love is. What, like needing someone to love them? Yeah, like this like manipulative dependence, this sort of like manipulation and guilt are the same thing as love. Yeah. Their their sense of love is all sorts of fucked up because like at the core of love, you can't love someone and do the things yeah. that he did to her and that people Absolutely do to not, their yeah. partners. But they still stay because of that, because it's like, I just want your love. That's all I want is for you to love me. Like, and it's, it's continuing that cycle of guilt of if you loved me better, then I wouldn't be hurt. And then you wouldn't feel bad. And then we would be fine. But all of this is your fault. It's always their yeah. fault. And even yeah. after, even as he's stalking her, it's like, he won't let her go. He won't let this guilt. She, she can never get rid of this guilt because it's constant for her. Yeah. Constant. That's why I was confused when you said... That you don't think she feels guilty because all of this is in her head. All of this is about her trauma. I don't think I do not think that she realizes that she feels guilty. I think that's what all of this is. You just she's. Yeah, I agree with you. I think she's facing her trauma, facing yes. her guilt head on. Correct. I agree completely. Yes. Yes. I think that's literally the whole point of the movie. Mm -hmm. Not I mean, it it's a great movie because it does show you the small you know, microaggressions that you didn't even realize you were 
experiencing. Yep. And it puts that to light. And I think that's a great thing to do for half the population because I feel like it's hard as women to explain these things to men without sounding hysterical. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I think that at the end of the day, this movie is really not about men in general. It's about her specific trauma with her specific man uh -huh. and her putting that on all the rest of the men in a town. But I don't think she holds that to the end. Like, I don't think that I think the point of the last scene where she smiles at her friend is meant to show that she's actually in a better place emotionally and that she's not fully traumatized by what happened. And she's not going to hold this against men forever. Yes. I agree with you completely because it's like, of, like, how could she possibly trust men after what she's been through? It's like, how can't you have to, you have to, life has to keep moving on, but that's so impossibly difficult whenever you've been through something like that. Yeah. And it's, and you kind yeah. of, it kind of like starts to, you start to pull this like veneer off of society and it's like, you can see it all of a sudden. It's like, mm -hmm. and, and like, not to keep talking about my experiences, but it's like, whenever something big happens, like, you know, I get chased or some shit, every, everything looks different. Yeah. It's like, I can't experience yeah. life the same way. Life, like things that didn't used to be scary or scary people I used to trust no problem you know, like talking to like the grocery clerk or whatever, like that's scary for me now. Like, I don't feel like I can trust these people. I don't feel like I can trust anybody. It does really suck because it does change who you are as a person. Chemically like, it does. In an instant. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, I agree with you. I used to be like, so chill and like, you know, happy-go-lucky with things and trusting and whatever. And, you know, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. But like the point of the movie, right, is like, it, you can't live like that. Right. I think she, I think you can't live like that, period. But also she does a lot to like do a lot of self-work and introspection yes. and she faces that shit head on. Um, exactly. So I think that's the key is like you have to work on your own trauma. I think that's what this movie is about, really. Yes. I, I think that we're in agreement because that's everything yeah. I wrote down is like working through trauma. <laughs> Love it. Lovely. Do you want to hear me ramble about symbolism? I really or? do. I really, really do. Because <laughs> obviously rebirth ridiculous. is like a huge yeah, piece yeah. of this movie. But like, it can I explain is. every scene by saying rebirth? No. Rebirth. Yeah, I know. See, that's the problem is like, there's maybe like three big metaphors of this movie but they all intertwine to a degree where it's not clean cut and it doesn't satisfy me in the way that I want to be satisfied because I want things to be very explicit and they're not, and it's too chaotic for me, but I will explain them to you so that you guys can all be on my wavelength when I say it's chaotic. But first, can I click off this bingo square that says Ariana can't suspend disbelief? Yes. Click. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do it. I, I, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get it this time because it's all allegory and bullshit. She's going to love that. And you're like, they didn't explain every weird thing that happened. <laughs> well, not even just that. Like, I wanted the allegories to explain. Like, I wanted the symbolism to explain it. I wanted the symbolism to go deeper than it did. I feel like they the like... The apples didn't go that deep for me. Just fucking through. Yeah. They just like fucking started these metaphors and didn't finish them. Yeah. Yeah, like, they did. Like... I wanted there to be like a full Christianity motif in like every Always scene, do. <laughs> but there wasn't. <laughs> You're like, I came so close this time to getting I what came I so want. Close. 
There's apples. They were so close. See, the apples, I wrote it down. The apples show up. She takes a big crispy bite of an apple before any words are spoken at three minutes and 30 seconds into this movie. Oh, really? Yes. Because nice. I, I was yes. like, well, Ariana's going to be pissed this doesn't go anywhere. Because I remembered yeah. the movie and I was like, I don't remember yeah. bullshit about apples. About fucking apples. Well, I'm telling you, I think apples are not real because I, I literally the whole time I was watching this, I was like, OK, it's meant to be spring. It's meant to be rebirth. The leaves imply that it's meant to be spring. Dandelions only release seed in the early summer, late spring. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'm pretty sure apples become ripe in late summer, early fall. And then, of course, I looked that shit up and this apple tree does not exist. So it can't possibly exist where we are in the world in this time of year. So I think it's fake. So does that mean that you think that the landlord Jeffrey doesn't exist? Cause she talks to him about the apples. He brings it up. So do you think he doesn't I exist? Think there's, I think there's no way of knowing. I think that any conversation that she brings up apples with him could just be a conversation that's in her head and he could be real. Like who knows, you know, mm. I, I think it's hard to know exactly what's real and what's not in this movie. I, I think, think that's on purpose though. Yeah. Yeah. Like you never like there's absolutely no way of knowing mm -hmm. any of this. Um, so, yeah. Which, you know, I love a movie like that where I yeah. fully have no idea what's real and what's not. But. It did win the Ariana poll is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, yeah, I know this is your shit. This is my shit, <laughs> except it needs to flesh out its symbols better. Otherwise, I'm not. I know. I, I know. Just, it, I wanted it to be deeper. It's just. Yep. It, it isn't. I will say this. The. The, the whole PTSD theme and her talking about her husband and her interaction with her husband just like cut so deeply that it's like, I don't I need more. That's fine. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about um, symbols. So number one, Christianity. You mm. know, I'm going to talk about it. Kate loves it. So we're talking so about... Much apples and the garden of eden and we have this beautifully set up metaphor that goes fucking nowhere no pisses me the fuck off but so there's a story for people who didn't grow up christian or catholic or whatever the fuck um there's a story <laughs> uh of the garden of eden and it's from the book of genesis and the story is that god creates Adam, the first man, and then Eve, the first woman. And he tells them that they can live in paradise, but the only rule is that they cannot eat from the tree of knowledge. And the story is that Eve is tricked by Satan to eat the forbidden fruit, which she then tricks Adam into doing as well. And this is how some religions explain the idea of original sin and the reason why women must undergo pain during childbirth. The fuck? Yep. Because they wanted to know something. How dare they? How dare they? Wait, let me ask you this. Do you know who Lilith is? No. Okay. Lilith is Adam's first wife. She's in the Jewish um, tradition, not Christian. Mm -hmm. So it was his first wife before Eve. And the story is that when Adam insisted that she play the subservient role of a woman, she grew wings and flew away from oh, Eden. Fuck yeah. So I feel like Harper's meant to represent both Eve and Lilith because she tells James that she wants to live independently of him and refuses to play that subservient role. Mm -hmm. And that maybe triggers his suicide, but in some way triggers the events in which he dies, which I think is pretty cool. And hmm. very 
important to think about. But um, the other thing is that James, there is a lot of purposeful references to religion, you know, religion, like even when they're fighting, he talks about the promises they made in a church. So now we're going to talk about pagan nature fertility imagery. Yes, because I, I did. So yes. very important. Yes. So we have the green man, a.k.a. the homeless naked guy. Explain the green um, man like in mythology. Yeah. So he is the pagan god of nature, rebirth and springtime. Yeah. Um, and he existed long before Christianity existed. And he's involved in god. like a lot of motif, like stone motifs and old yes. churches. And he's very commonly portrayed in many places in Europe. Um, many very old churches in Europe have his imagery, which is very cool. Um, and he is obviously representative of dandelions and dandelion seeds and rebirth and all of that. Did you notice that Harper's phone's background is a dandelion seed? I did. Pretty cool. I didn't Pretty understand cool. it. Yeah. Until I saw her suck <laughs> It has down. no real reason. Yeah. It's just like, here's a fucking dandelion seed. See, that's the thing. It's like, there's connections, but I want there to be like... Meaning. <laughs> Not just meaning connection. behind the connections. Exactly. Not just like throwing random pictures of dandelion seeds at me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I see what I see. They're trying to do something, but I don't know if I'm just too dumb. No, I agree. To understand. No, I it. agree completely. I don't think that I think this is me trying really hard to make their symbols and allegories and metaphors go somewhere. And I know that they don't. You shouldn't but I have want to them do to, that kind of work for them. Except I except I did this because I was seeing how far it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the answer is nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I can watch this and be like, I'm not smart enough for this movie. But like, if you if you watched it and you really tried and you're like, Kate, I tried so hard. I tried so hard. I don't feel quite there's... as dumb. Thank you for this. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think that there's this was supposed to be like, I don't even know if this was meant as what I'm saying it is, but I don't give a fuck. What this else is could it mean? What... That's the most sense that you. it's made this whole time is what you're trying to explain to me. Exactly. I'm wanting this. I'm making as much sense as I can. I appreciate it. Thank you. Honestly, okay. thank you. So I have more. Hit me. Okay. I'll try. So we my have best. fertility and whole imagery. Holes. Yes, I don't like the like amount of holes vaginas. in here. So the girl on the other side of the plant guy on the fountain, it's called the Sheila Nagig, which is a f- carving. Um, of a naked woman displaying an exaggerated vulva. Yeah. Um, so this is used to ward off death and evil demons and was often put like in doorways and things like that. I love that. Imagine scaring off a demon with your coochie. Well, they also in Greek and Roman mythology, I think it's Greek God, actually. Have you heard of Priapus? Ew, yes, gross. <laughs> it's the same thing, except it's a guy with an exaggerated penis. I know. And he's also supposed to be protecting doors from demons and things like that. So I, I just saw think a like a statue of him at the Vatican. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I took a photo <gasps> of it. That's for so you. cool. Oh my God. I, did, yes. I thought I sent it to you, but I didn't have Wi Fi. But yeah, I have a photo of that guy. I'll send it to you. It's exactly at the Vatican. Like the statue you're imagining. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. It's like, who decided? in like these classical civilizations that like we are going to display like statues with exaggerated genitalia as like a way to ward off evil spirits and the from other coming half into of our them house have these tiny tiny little stone penises like so tiny <laughs> well those those aren't from classical civilizations those are yes, from they are. like 
no, they're the art renditions of gods from those times. <laughs> but they're from way, way, way sooner. What? More recent. Okay, how recent? I'm talking like Michelangelo recent. <laughs> exactly. Classical civilizations ah. way, way, way before Ah, okay, that. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was actually better to have a smaller penis in classical times. That's a true thing. I learned that in my women's <laughs> classical studies Whose class. Whose idea was that? Someone with a tiny they penis? They literally have... <laughs> They literally have like poems written by women about men and how small their penises are because it's supposed to be like better to have a smaller dick. I know. It's crazy. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> there are better things to write poems yeah. about than your boyfriend's <laughs> tiny penis. <laughs> oh, my God. OK. All right. I'm going to keep going because I know this episode's fucking long. So. Oh, my God. Well, the movie's long. There's more. I know. I know. So this is the part where I was like talking about the tunnel and how I thought it meant something different. Yes. Tell me. I took it okay. very like at face value, like tunnel, sure, light at yeah. the end of the tunnel. Then some. I mean, that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. I think this is me looking way too into it. I don't care. Give me. Um, let's get deep. Girl. <laughs> so this far. when she's at the tunnel, she's using her voice for fun and pleasure. Right. She's, you know, singing this song into the tunnel and she's enjoying her like life. Her one second of happiness. Right. And then we see this figure stand up at the end of the tunnel. Scary. And who did you assume that figure was? Um, at first, I thought it was, I think, the landlord. Okay. Right? Why did you think that? Well, he's wearing a coat. Right. Exactly. So he's wearing a coat slash cape. And when I first watched it, I thought it was the homeless guy. I thought it was like the, the green the guy. Naked because guy. then he shows up. Yeah, the naked guy. Because yeah. he shows up later. So I was like, oh, that must have been him. He does. But... You see a you see a cape. You see like the tail end of a coat. Right. You do, yeah. So then on second watch, I realize that it's actually the vicar, <gasps> and I'll tell you why. Stop it! I hate it because he's the scariest part of the entire movie. I know he's the worst. Oh my I know. god! So what makes me say this is because of the Ulysses in the Siren poem that he quotes. Stop. Because he says after he says that he says. You are a siren and I am a sailor. Because <gasps> she was calling out to him. Singing. Mm -hmm. Well, she wasn't calling out to him, but she was calling out. And then he took it singing as a challenge. challenge. Yep. Like he was singing, like she was singing to him and that's what awakened him. I want to throw up. I hate this. I know. And now he can't sing anymore. In case a vicar's listening. Yeah. And gets the wrong idea. Yeah. Oh my Ugh. God. I'm not even going to go into what I think the holes and vulvas mean no, that's okay. at the end of the movie. Like, who fucking knows? I don't know. But I'm going to say her friend is pregnant. So that's another fertility but imagery. But what does it mean? I think I think it's to serve a way for us to see Harper look at her friend and smile, like, in a way where she's, like, happy to see her friend. And she's, like, happy for her friend that she's pregnant. And I think in a way that translates to me like acceptance that Harper's not going to hold this again, men in general. Yeah. I had done a little bit of reading about this and what, like the one interpretation that I really liked, which I'm not going to go too deep into because it's just like you watch it and it just happens to you. But it's like that Harper is experiencing like the five stages of grief. Ooh, that's nice. Tell me and about you can, that. You can really see it when it gets to acceptance, whenever the rebirths are happening and it's birth and birth and birth. Like you can wow. watch it and you can watch the depression. Oh my God. It's fascinating. Um, Which part's the depression? It's um, whenever the vicar, the vicar part. Oh, okay. Oh God. Essentially is whenever she hits just full depression. Yeah. Wow. 
so the five stages of grief, um, I was trying, that's like the only symbolism that like I could follow all the way through this movie. But then like whenever I would see yeah. things like the apple and like the billion births and then like her girlfriend being pregnant and the dandelions, I'll be very honest. I think it was just, just rebirth. I think that's all that they're trying to say. And I think that's all Alex Garland really had planned. No, I agree. I think that's the overarching theme is like her finding rebirth through trauma. Like, I think that's the ultimate thing of what she needed. Yes. The apples didn't need to happen. <laughs> the, the apple literally didn't need I to know. happen. I know. Well, I, it's like, you know, fruit and it's like, okay, I get it. And it's, Or it's like women blaming themselves for men's sins. Like, that's yes. what that is, I think. But I wanted it to go further because they kept referencing the apples over and over. I was I, like, can this yes, be a I, thing? That's the thing. It's like I almost wish and I love this movie. I really like this movie. This is like my only criticism other than the birth scene took a little bit too long. Um, <laughs> I love the just birth a little scene. bit. Just like More a birth little scene. bit too long. <laughs> a little bit too long. But like my only criticism is I almost wish that Alex Garland had written this with somebody else. Because I think there's so much good in it. And I think the core of it is so good. But I almost wish that he had had like like you look at it you know what i mean and be like okay like someone else be like where is this going exactly. like someone checking him yeah someone just criticizing him a little bit and just giving him yeah because like, i think that it's it almost feels like a draft like a like a You're late right. draft but yeah a draft like he went very far into his own creativity and lost us yeah a little bit or like he almost <laughs> yeah. like didn't think that we were smart enough to like get it because I felt like I was too dumb to get it because I was so confused at some parts. I was confused. But as now well. I almost yeah. feel like he dumbed it down a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like he dumbed it down. I think he was just like, I think he really just let loose with his creativity. And I think it just kind of like little small tangents that he felt like, oh, this is like semi-related. Like, oh, right. even the apple and like original sin and like the blame of women for men. Like that's tangentially, you know, exactly, somewhat exactly. related. I guess I'll just like throw this in here and like the audience will love that. And like it's creative because it's like a metaphor, but it's like, don't tease us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like, fucking give it all to me or don't fucking show me an apple. Exactly. Some of us are going <laughs> to check out every single Greek mythology book in the library for no reason. Obviously, obviously I'm going to look up exactly what poems you said, exactly <laughs> how it reads, relates to the story. Like, I'm so glad I did look at the poems. I knew you were going to. Yes. I was like, literally as I was watching, I'm like, Ariana will explain this part to me. Yes. Later. You know, <laughs> you know how it is. The only thing I don't understand, and this is what's annoying to me, is like, I don't understand what is the reason for him to be giving birth at the end. Like I, it's just frustrating to me because I feel like I did everything else like deep as it goes, but I can't get any deeper with that. And I think the only thing that comes to mind is like, and it goes back to his quote of the siren Ulysses and mm -hmm. the siren. Um, when he quotes, he's like, basically that, part of the poem summarizes like the face-off between the siren and Ulysses. And it's like either one's going to be undone or the other one's going to be undone. Like it's going to be like one or the other, like someone's, there's going to be a demise. Yeah. And I think at a certain point, it's like, she has to decide like, this could end me, but like, I'm going to overcome this trauma. Like yeah. you either overcome it or you succumb to it. Right. And I think her stabbing him was her overcoming it. I just don't understand how like this continual birth cycle relates in any way. But the only thing I can think of is like, 
the opposite of the rebirth analogy is the forced love analogy. And that's why there's rape in it. That's why there's James is saying like, I want love from you. Like, this is what I need is like a, almost like a, a bad version of love, like guilt and, you know, not like everything bad about love versus like the rebirth and everything good about love. And I think the man giving birth over and over is almost like the worst parts of rebirth. And I think he basically personifies the worst parts of rebirth and love. So that's the only thing I can get from it. I think it's in any other way. I have no fucking idea why this scene happened. And it just like floored me that I could not come up with a better excuse than that. So I didn't think about, so that really gives me something to chew on because I thought something completely different about that scene which oh yeah wait tell me what you thought and i don't even know if this ties in entirely with the point of the movie um i don't know if this is alex garland's intention at all this is just how i felt watching it is watching like one man give birth to like another man give birth to another man and it's all these like terrifying men in her life to me it was like this succession of men allowing perpetuating exactly just allowing the next generation to continue this idea of what masculinity is and isn't um and why does it end with james though um because he's a product of society of generations and generations of this sort of behavior Hmm. that's what rachel thought too when we first saw it she was like oh yeah it's this and i was like when when it ended with james that's when i was like oh like he is a product of this of of men because like if like women are the ones actually giving birth to boys right but we're not the ones to blame for the patriarchy you know what i mean yeah we didn't make that we're not we're not perpetuating Mm. that that's men's doing yeah yeah i just feel like uh, like the beginning of what you said like i feel like this movie at a deeper level isn't trying to make it a like societal commentary like right, no. i thought that the first time and then i thought watched it again i was like oh wait all of these guys are like james yeah and it's then, about her pers- her specific right. struggle with that specific man i mean that's like the climax of the movie right so i guess maybe making it more broad in that moment does make sense and it is called men not called man yeah yeah there has to be some commentary there there has to be some com. yeah you're right and it's alex garland i mean everything he does is a social commentary i mean like you know so it probably did mean it that way because like james is one person and that that's one situation and it's why this one woman would be dealing with what she's dealing with but there are so many other james out there you know you're what I right mean? yeah is and i think that's the that's what she's afraid it's like she she sees him in all mm-hmm. of these men and he, they just yeah. use that face to kind of explain it explain that they're all the same person they're, and they're all, all a related. threat and they're all yeah. involved yeah wow yeah i think it's really hard to know because it's such a clusterfuck it's a bit of a clusterfuck i'm not gonna <laughs> it's lie it's a lot yeah uh well yeah it sounds like we're on the same page about this movie for the most part yeah as much as we can be right yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i tried well, how do you think how do you think this did critically? I know. So here's the thing. I know that whenever I I first looked it up after I got out of the movie theater and I watched it and I was like, holy shit, like this is a really good movie. I, I'm sure the critics are loving it. And I remember they didn't. So yeah. that was whenever it was still coming out. So that was like back like May or June or something of 2022. So now maybe it's better. But I know that back then it was in the 60s. Yeah. 
So I'm going to, uh, based on your look of resignation, I'm going to go ahead and say that it got a critic score of, I'll give it higher for critics, a little bit like 60. I'm going to say critics had some issues with these holes that we're noticing. So I'm going to say like 65 and I'm going to say audiences liked it less. So like 58. Ooh, good guesses. Really? Um, 69 for critics. I okay. Okay. That's better 69. than I thought. Yeah. 40 for audience. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> can't say I'm surprised. Yeah. We love it. I want to say they didn't get it, but I also didn't get it. So like no one gets it. <laughs> you don't get it unless you're Alex Garland. And I don't even think he gets it. I don't think he does either. I think he's got some uh, explaining to do and I don't think he's going to yeah. ever explain it. Yeah, I agree. But damn it, was it fun? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, it this was, was fun. No, it wasn't. I didn't it have was fun. So fun. I had so much fun. So many words I would use to describe this movie. Fun is not one of them. Hilarious. <laughs> Just a good a family fun, romp. Just a good. <laughs> Just a generally wholesome three hours of your life. Yeah, you'll feel the same afterwards for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what critics give it. Well, I know what you give it. What? I know what your score is because you got to tell me. You got to give me your um rating. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So this is one of my favorite movies. Holy shit! Despite yes, despite everything, I will say <laughs> that researching this more deeply made me like it less yeah because when i watched it the first time i was like wow there's so much symbolism like i'm sure this just goes super deep like i'm really excited about where this goes and then when i was looking into it i was like it doesn't go anywhere like there's so many symbols that just like are dead ends yeah um and that frustrates me because i need there to be very clean cut symbolism <laughs> otherwise it's not satisfying for me that being said it has everything that i like it has fucking christianity symbolism it has pagan symbolism it has references to greek and roman mythology which i'm here for um it literally personifies the concerns that women have in a horror movie which is crazy yeah um so it still is one of my favorite movies despite its obvious flaws yeah i mean because it's one of my favorite movies, I was going to give it a 10 out of 10, but it definitely has a major flaw for me now that I've researched and found that all of these metaphors go nowhere. (laughs) So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Hallucinated apples. No, they probably are (laughs) though, aren't they? Damn. They don't exist. They can't exist. They can't. Yeah, Mm -mm. I definitely thought you were going to give it a 10 out of 10. So, well, I'll just, I'm not going to draw out the suspense. (laughs) This is 9 out of 10. From me. <laughs> yes. That shit's scary. This movie legitimately yeah. does scare me. And I it was I, it this was you. a rewatch during the day. Yep. And it also made me cry. I don't know what else to ask for in a movie. The performances are fucking incredible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We didn't even talk about how great those were. I don't even know where to start. Like it's just I know. in like you can't look away from them. It's so believable. It's so like yeah. visceral. I don't know. It it like makes you uneasy in all the best ways. Um, yep. It really captures how horrifying it is to exist as a woman. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I agree. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so we agree. Exactly. We really like. do. And I'm going to give wow. you a little token of my love, which is I'm going to let you put it wherever you <gasps> want on the scoreboard. Kate's like, Kate's like, I'm too tired to fucking do this. I can't fight with you anymore. So like <laughs> three hour long episode. I love it. You can. I'm going to let you put it any. I'm not even going to argue with you. If you want to put it number really? one. Yep. I'm not going to argue at all. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to put it number one. Okay. So I know it has obvious flaws. 
<laughs> Let's see. Um, I think I would put it on my own, probably in the twenties. Okay. Um, which is pretty high, I think. That actually is really high. We're over a hundred yeah, movies in. Over a hundred yeah. now. Yeah. I would say actually, I'm gonna split the difference because I'm gonna put it at the low end of the twenties, if not at the low thirties. So I'm gonna put it under I know. Okay. I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it under creep. Creep is 31. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You let a lot of good things stay high. I and I appreciate you for that. I know. <laughs> I'm really happy with that. That's placement. because I understand that this is a flawed movie. It's just like exactly my kind of flawed movie. Yeah. So I understand that it's like I just like it because I like this shit and it's actually not that good. <laughs> you know what? It, you know, it's still fun. And also I will take this over another fucking bullshit scream remake yeah i said it Ooh, they got rid of nev campbell they didn't pay her enough and now it's all garbage yeah, so like enough yeah. of that give me more half-hearted symbolism and i'll be happier <laughs> honestly i'll still go see your scream movie though don't right. worry <laughs> well we have a really long fucking episode <laughs> jesus christ i was exhausted when we started this from watching this and now i'm very exhausted yep. so Same. i didn't get bingo um can I read you? The... I did not either. Damn it. Okay. We'll have to try again next time. Can I read you the other things on your card? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. So things I didn't get to cross out on today's bingo card. Ariana mentions Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> this one was Amazing. a maybe. Ariana mentions a hypothetical situation. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I could not believe I couldn't get you to fucking say it. Mentions what? Lars von Trier, you bitch. Ooh, I said nymphomaniac. You did. But you did. I didn't say That's his name. That's not enough. I know. I didn't say his and name. And it still wouldn't have gotten me bingo. Let's see. Ariana has a beer. Didn't happen. Ariana holds her <sighs> cards close to the, her chest. Not the episode for it. <laughs> not the episode. No. Kate knew all about what my feelings were. Oh, wait. I, did get, I didn't get to cross this one out. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Still don't have bingo. But Ariana gives her opinion in the first five minutes. Happens more than you'd like to think. <laughs> wait. So I either hold them close to my chest or I give it away it's right either away? or. Yes. Great. Amazing. Um, Min Ariana mentions Harry Potter, mentions Mike Flanagan, uh, <laughs> mentions poll manipulation, surprises Kate with a quiz, <laughs> mentions Shyamalan. Wow, I mentioned a lot of these guys. Mentions Mean Girls, talks about the Pacific yeah. Northwest. I was waiting for that, too. <laughs> Twilight, more like. Oh, my God. Mentions Bill Skarsgård. Ooh, yes. And last but not least, mentions Broad City. And I was going to take that also as any reference from Broad City and not a single one Hell in this yeah. three-hour goddamn episode. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is, like, all of these are referential. You're going to find out what yours are like. Yours are mostly, like, quotes. <laughs> From myself? <laughs> like things you say, yeah. yeah. All right. Yours is Kate mentions actors' relationships. Oh, my God. I am. I didn't. I, I, I did, actually, this time. I did. I talked about his dad. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. Damn also, it. Rory, I'll, I'll um, what's his name? Damn it. Rory Kinnear has been married to his wife for a long time. They have two children. <laughs> They're both girls. I've, one of them's named Hope. I don't remember the other one. She knows all about it. She just didn't I get didn't to say, say it. it Amazing. Um, Kate mentions... A drinking game. I almost did a drinking game. It's not a mini episode, so we didn't do it this time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, next time. <laughs> Kate mentions how badass Ariana is. Oh, Ooh. you are so badass. <laughs> Kate regrets not doing special effects. I do every day of my life. Holy shit. <laughs> do I yes. mention it that much? I totally, I totally didn't realize what this meant. I thought it meant like not covering special effects, but he means like literally like you could have gone into a different career track. I lament not becoming a special <laughs> effects artist. You could have, yeah, that would have been great. 
Yeah. I really do. Kate says, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we agreed this whole time. You didn't have to say it. Kate gets actors' names wrong. Oh, my That's God. Is that really on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally Ooh, I put this one down. Stop. Kate mentions Buffy. There's your reference. I didn't this time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Kate says, that's my shit, which I'm sure you said. I'm sure not you said Not this fucking time I didn't. Damn it. That's Damn not it. my shit. That was literally, I could have gotten bingo with two different. Oh, I let you down, girl. Yeah. Kate calls club members beautiful. <laughs> oh, they are that's beautiful. And I love that. <laughs> Kate mentions her love of the 80s. I, I just did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you? Oh, in my head, I did. In my head, I said, I was in my head. I was like, I want to be a special effects artist, but I was like, yeah, but in the eighties is what I want to do. Oh, damn it! You should have said that. That would have been a twofer. Doesn't count if it's just in my brain. Oh, that's fine. Kate mentions someone's queer. (laughs) No one does proposing to a club member. Does that count? But it's for citizenship reasons. Is that okay? But I, I, I did, Amazing. I did mean it, Lada. Let me know. I did, I did cross off. Kate has a girl crush because you were proposed to a female club member. Oh, uh, but it's purely platonic, unless the fin, the Finnish government is calling. <laughs> you're like, unless you're into it, then it's not platonic. Then it's very, very <laughs> real, a very real and legally binding thing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay, bingo was my favorite, and I want to do it again. Yes. And yeah, you guys fun. go get your bingo cards on my Instagram. I'm about to get another one and play it to one of our old episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. That'll be good times before we know what the rules are. I'm very aware yeah. of everything I'm saying now. So yeah. before I stick my foot in my mouth or say something stupid, you guys <laughs> stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. The words I have to say may well be simple, but they're true. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Love is the opening door. Love is what we came here for No one could offer you more Do you know what I mean? Have your eyes really seen? You say it's very hard To leave behind the life we knew But there's no other way And now it's really up to you Love is the key we muster Truth is the flame must burn freedom the lesson we must learn you know what I mean have your eyes really seen